there's uh, a lot of people here. Um, feel free just to come onto the mic and uh, speak with me. I'm Fiendish Crypto. I'm the host today. Um, I saw that uh, Brian, admit, I'm not sure who Brian is, but he set up this Bitcoin Cash um, community in Twitter. I thought that was an awesome idea. And I wanted to just join in and, and get the ball rolling and, and create this um, Twitter spaces. I have to admit, this is the first time I've run a spaces. So uh, forgive me um, if, uh, if there's some technical difficulties. <laughs> um, but uh, so far, it seems pretty good. I'm recording this today just in case anyone can't drop in and they can listen to about anything that we uh, we discuss. Yeah, so I hope uh, everyone's had a nice weekend. Don't know what the weather's like with you here in Europe. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, absolutely fantastic weekend of weather, um, which is really nice. Um, yeah, I hope uh, the idea of this uh, uh, Twitter spaces is just so that we can talk. The idea is um, to, to try and keep things positive. Friendly, definitely, polite, hopefully, uh, but also a lot of fun to talk about Bitcoin uh, Cash, um, everything Bitcoin Cash related. Um, there's so much stuff going on right now in the space. Hey, Sunny is here. Wonderful to see. I'm sure everyone's well acquainted with Sunny. Sunny has uh, pretty much, as I understand, single handedly uh, adopted two countries. Uh, into using Bitcoin Cash, Sync Kits and Nevis. Yeah, you're actually and understating uh, the amount that Sonny has done in the Caribbean. He has Sync Kits, he has Nevis, <laughs> uh, he has uh, uh, Curacao in the works, he has Guadalupe in the works, he has like uh, Barbados in the works. He's really, and he's in India right now. <laughs> he's hosting some meetup in India. The, the problem is like he's, it's just supposed to be for business owners so they can all start accepting and using and doing payroll in Bitcoin Cash. But somehow the word got out to the general public and his Instagram feed just got overwhelmed with people texting saying they want to go. So I don't know how to this is I'm, I'm new at Twitter spaces. So we should make him a, a speaker on here so we can uh, hear what he has to say directly about it. But I, I'm not entirely sure how to do that because this is only my second time ever doing a, a Twitter space. But I love to see that there's so many uh, Bitcoin Cash fans in here already. So many people. I'm absolutely blown away. I was I was kind of wondering, is anyone going to turn up tonight? How big is the Bitcoin Cash community? How, how are you guys? <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, Sonny. Hi, hi, guys. Yeah, yeah, great, thank you. And uh, how are you doing? And where are you at right I'm now? I'm in Bombay, uh, in India. And uh, Lovely, have, like lovely. Said, we have an event coming Sunday, that's May 29th, which is focused, was supposed to be focused on merchant onboarding. And we actually had the virtual layout, but I had made, made, made the post on actually Twitter and Instagram. And I forgot I'm not a, on an island anymore. I have like a million texts on my Instagram. I cannot even open my Instagram anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine that. Yeah, you're, you're doing an amazing job. As uh, Roger Ver said, um, yeah, I'm, I'm understating it. You know, <laughs> what I'm saying, you've uh, pretty much adopted two countries. That's just, just scratching the surface of what you've been doing. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes. St. Martin, actually, uh, really. I used to live there from 98 till 2008 before I moved to St. Kitts. So all the business owners are more or less the same. And they actually own many other businesses. As you see now, the cruise season just started for Alaska. And everybody that open, owns a business in St. Kitts, 
and St. Martin also owns a business in Alaska, in Ketchikan, in Juneau, in Skagway. So you're going to see a lot of green spaces. Alaska is going to turn green just now. <laughs> it's, it's really exciting to hear. And it's, it's amazing to see uh, the work you're doing there, um, Sunny. You're really, um, really wonderful um, and to see that. And what's, what's your feeling with, with the merchants? Are they seeing... Um, Customers uh, come in and using this in Sitkits and, and, and Nevis and uh, St. Martin's. I understand that this is really um, this is really already happening. But what about the merchants you've already adopted in uh, in Mumbai or we've um, also been in Dubai, right? Yes. So so Dubai actually uh, everybody has to know that Mumbai was a India was a big confusion until just last week where the government has clarified a lot of things regarding cryptocurrency and Indians are very skeptical when it comes to legalities and illegal things. The islands were very clear. They don't have regulation. There's no problems. You can do what you want and you can accept it. There's nothing, uh, no restriction on accepting it because like a barter, you pay for it as far as you don't change it to fiat on a personal level. They don't care what you are doing. India has just clarified the situation last week that this is a 1% TDS. So on all transactions, you have to pay 1% to the government, right? That's clarified. And then 30% on the profit, that's capital gain. So if basically a merchant is accepting $20 for a beer, for example, and if that 20 becomes 40, then 30% of the extra 20 has to go to the government. But people were like not knowing exactly. So now they know. That's why even this first meetup, which is massive, and you'll hear a lot about it. And we will have the press come and clarify what exactly is there and what are the things. So India is going to boom soon about this. The exchanges, they have, they're facing issues because of 1% on every transaction sometimes is an issue for the exchanges, but I'm not in the exchange business. I'm more helping with merchant adoption where they don't care because they're actually paying 2-3% now for credit card fees. That also takes two days to clear, clear and come in the account. This is instant. So they'll, they'll be more than happy. Uh, I this is... Um, sorry? Yeah, I would, like, I would like to add one more thing. Like, you know, Sunny, in India, GST is also imposing. Like, in recent GST council meeting, they have proposed 28% reverse tax. In here, what happens now? When a merchant, they if they take uh, services from international crypto exchanges, then rather than uh, paying GST, they had to deduct GST. For example... You have taken a service worth of $100 from Binance, USA, or Binance, Japan, Dubai, anywhere. Then you had to deduct 28% tax on that $100 service. And you have to deposit it to government. That law is you, also you, coming. No, no, you, you are right. But listen, that's coming. But you are charging GST on exchange. People that buy a beer are already paying the 28% GST. You cannot charge 28% GST on the service and on crypto. So we are talking about merchant adaption. If you go to a restaurant and eat $100, I'm just saying dollars, convenient for me, of food. So the 28% the merchant is already paying to the government and then 1% for crypto deduction. So that 28% that you're saying proposed is for exchanges when you buy. But that's never going to be approved because who's going to pay 29% to the government for exchanges? Everybody knows the markup is 25 or 0.5%. That's a totally different, like I said. I have zero knowledge about the exchanges and how that works and what profit they have. I'm more focused on the merchant adoption. Yeah, and I think that's where it's at. And I'm, I'm. This is why I'm absolutely for Bitcoin Cash. I think uh, for me, it's so clearly the the crypto that will 
uh, storm the world. I, I mean, uh, you know, let's not talk about price, right? Because things aren't so great there. Um, but the the real use or the real utility of crypto is is the only purpose. What you know, if if we don't actually have real utility. Then let's go back to PayPal. Let's let's go back to credit cards, Mastercards. Um, it, it serves no purpose. So, Sunny, I'm I'm absolutely with you on that, um, and I think you're doing a, a really wonderful job. What I would ask is just a little request, Sunny. Um, seeing as you're out in India and you're in Mumbai, if you could just pop over also to Pune um, and do some adoption there, because I'm very often flying to Mumbai and and, and I'm actually uh, working in Pune, and and if if I could use my Bitcoin Cash there. I would love that. Day after <laughs> tomorrow, I will arrive to Pune. Okay. Okay. It's like four hours and, away. And I'll so. onboard a few merchants and then make sure that you guys see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. You know, before before it was very first ten merchants, twenty merchants. You go to people that you know because you're scared of refusals and all that. But after you onboard so many, life becomes easier. You just get the confidence in you, and then. I don't like to give up. So until they really, I don't really sign them up or not sign them up. Download a wallet, download their cash register wallets. I don't really like to like to really leave leave their business. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great point, Sunny. Though, like, I think there's a lot of confusion in the crypto space still between wallets and accounts. And earlier, even this morning, I saw like it was actually a pretty cool looking like a, a NFC card. They, they're like you pay with Lightning using this card, tap to pay. And they're talking about, you know, download the wallet today. And then I tried to download it. It's not a wallet. It's an account. It's a custodial account. And if you're using a custodial account, you lose like the vast majority of cryptocurrencies benefits by using an account rather than a wallet. And so I think we should stop letting these accounts get away with like misleading the public by calling themselves wallets. Like if you don't have the private keys yourself, it's not a wallet. It's an account. And maybe we should start like being more aggressive on the on the policing of that front. When you see an app that's claiming to be a crypto wallet or a Bitcoin wallet or a Lightning wallet, but it's actually just an account, we should you know complain about that and get them to change that. Any any thoughts from the other people on, on the call here? Yeah, I can't couldn't agree with you more. Someone mentioned this in Reddit in RBTC it was the uh, custodial and non-custodial that this is actually a a term that is commonly used um but it's kind of confusing for a lot of people new to the space and even maybe to some that are have been in the space a bit longer and roger i think you nailed it on the head and i think there there is a difference a wallet or an account are you opening up an account at a, at a service at a company at a bank or do you do you have a wallet do you actually hold the keys um to your crypto but even talking about keys i think is just too much it's a wallet or it's an account. I like it. What does everyone else think? Yeah, wallet and account seems like a much clearer distinction than custodial and non-custodial. People are going to like, you know, they're, they're going to go to sleep when they hear those words. But if they hear wallet is clear and account is clear and a wallet is not an account. Sorry, just to cut you off there, Roger, I want to mention something. We have 95 people, if I understand correctly, currently in this Bitcoin cash space. Um, considering this is the first one, um, and I've been to, I've seen to a, a few of the developers doing something similar and I've, I've dropped in there and, and there's been about three or four people. So we have okay, 98 people. This is fantastic, right? This is um, this is a great, great number of people. And just so it's clear for everyone out there, if you want to speak, just go ahead and request it. I'll I'll try and give you the floor. But I'm new to this. So bear with me. <laughs> I think we're all new to this. And maybe that's been one of the one of the failings with the Bitcoin cash community is I think we haven't done enough outreach on social media because I see that there's been, you know, lots of other, you know, Bitcoin and whatnot, Twitter spaces and uh, clubhouse and this and that. 
we should start doing this more often and you know get the word out like bitcoin cash is awesome and it works as cash and you don't need an account all you need is a wallet and, and you know start harping on those differences and uh i see uh, i think it's derek mcgill just joined we should definitely make him a speaker because he writes more than he talks but everything he writes uh, i really uh he puts a lot of thought uh, into it and I, I enjoy all the different things that i've seen him write over the years roger speaking of this our wallet we have to actually when you can try to connect it to the bank, because a lot of people still want to do it. And by the Supreme Court ruling in India, the banks cannot deny anybody a, a account connection for if it's an account or a wallet. We should, I know then the KFC, KYC is, is uh, required, and, and but that depends on the customer's choice. But we should actually open that access if it's possible, where they can actually, they have the choice. Because a lot of merchants ask, what if I get the money from Bitcoin Cash? I accept it for my business but I want to connect it to my bank account. But it says this facility is not available in the country. So that was one thing we have to look for in India, because India is massive. Yeah, maybe they can use some of the existing uh, crypto exchanges in India as well. Like maybe someday we can support it directly through the Bitcoin.com app, but it's not uh, it's not ready yet. It's not something that's going to be ready in 48 hours. It's uh, you know, Right, right. So, so for now, now, that's what we have to guide them, right? So connect it to your other whatever, if you want to really transfer it, just shift it from here to Binance or whatever and just connect it yeah. to your account. And I'm sure there's other local crypto exchanges in India as well that have really good local, you know, merchant connections. So they can just, set, they can even set up the cash register app to just deposit directly to their local, you know, Indian exchange as well and not even have to deal with, you know, some other outside foreign country because as amazing as Binance is, I, I don't know how good their their fiat conversion rails are inside of India. No, no, yeah, they, no, they have many. When I say just, uh, just a casual say about the Binance, right, right. okay, noted, yes. Um, just, just so it's clear to everyone, I'm seeing on the, the very front page that someone's requesting to speak. Um, but when I go in and, and click into the app, it's showing that no one's no one's uh, requesting to speak. So if so, there is someone out there that is requesting to speak, I apologize. Um, I don't know who you are, if you exist, um, but I, I can't, I can't. Okay, now I see there's two requests to speak. Um, yeah, but yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm having some issues here. It says when I go in and uh, it shows that a request to speak is zero. I'm getting a pop-up on the top of my, of my phone, so I'm not sure if uh, the Twitter app is glitching out or if this is just your host is an idiot. <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> Yo, so Roger, I got a question um, about, we're talking about India and all that. What about St. Kitts? Is that actually like a Bitcoin Cash utopia? I've seen your posts on Reddit, on RBTC regarding that, but I just want to like hear more about that. Because I'm based out of Puerto Rico, and that's really close to me, so. Yeah, it's just like a, I don't know, half hour or 45-minute plane ride or something from, from Puerto Rico. Um, I don't know if it's a utopia, but, like, I don't think it's really an exaggeration at this point. It's somewhere in the ballpark of – I, I think it's probably somewhat safe to say, and I want to get Sonny's opinion as well, but there's probably more like, merchants that accept Bitcoin Cash now than don't. It's almost every restaurant, it's the you know, gas stations, it's supermarkets, it's all the souvenir shops. Like, it's probably more businesses accept it and use it now than, than don't. And uh, that's a really big deal. I've been, you know, there on and off since 2012. Sonny's been there even longer than me, and he knows everybody. And Sonny, uh, uh, would love to hear your thoughts. Like, I, yeah, so, it, real, I, so. I don't know what exactly is the word used, but how they calculate per capita. I think we are the best in the world. 45,000 people. Exactly. I know the numbers by heart. 159 merchants, uh, 
most of them accepted all the major restaurants you can i mean gas stations supermarkets and it was difficult to get the first chinese one but after we have the first one i think we have every single chinese supermarket and restaurant now calling us to be on boarded so uh, it, there was a time when we used to go please can we help you show you with the how the cash register works times have changed now now they call us and they say can you please come download it for us show us how it works teach our staff how it operates so everyone is interested the flow is there people and the best part is people are not so i know there's a there's a price goes up and down but people are actually not even worried about that anymore because they have just started they're not investing 20000 bucks that it becomes 10000 overnight the transactions are $20 $100 $200 and then they actually go back and they spend it they go to the bars they go again um, buy their things so it's like a rotation which we needed and then after the atms come very soon uh, it's more of uh, exactly the word utility than 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 investment they're not even looking at it as investment anymore it's like cash Yeah, and then yep. some of the businesses they're even using it for payroll too. So I, I know Sunny's been doing that with his businesses and his employees. And then there's another uh, hotel. They, the owner wanted to give every single employee, it's like I don't know, 150 people or something, uh, some Bitcoin cash. And so initially he thought he was going to go have to buy some Bitcoin cash on an exchange so he'd have enough to give everybody part of their their salary in Bitcoin cash. And he's like, oh wait a minute, we've done enough sales where we already have enough Bitcoin cash to give everybody at the entire hotel that works there. part of their payroll in bitcoin cash so it's really amazing it's the, it's not people that are just buying and and holding it and never actually doing with it like people are using it and i know i've been at uh, you know different restaurants and even while i'm in the restaurant other patrons in the same restaurant that i don't know it's just you know some other guy is paying with bitcoin cash and like it, it was really interesting uh to just see like it's it's a real currency that people are actually using in you know day to day life like all the time it's not just a uh, it's not just a little bit i think actually that's where the bitcoin cash community and and maybe myself and sunny too mainly we're failing a bit because like the world is all oh el salvador this and you know bitcoin that but like no there's way more people using bitcoin cash like per capita in saint kitts than uh, el salvador without any doubt whatsoever and uh, i was born in, in el salvador nobody's using bitcoin nobody yeah. in saint kitts everybody's using it so like i'm uh I'm going back there in a couple Correction of Roger, everyone's using Bitcoin Cash, huh? Just okay, so it's yes. really clear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. So, in St. Martin too, not to forget St. Martin, most of the business are taking it and uh, actually I've been traveling and uh, our other team uh, members have been traveling too, but I have I'm not exaggerating. I and this doesn't sound too much. Nine businesses texting me in the last 48 hours for somebody to go help them. to show them they want stickers i know nine doesn't sound too much but for a small island nine businesses texting in an hour is amazing and this is really amazing exactly yeah, so, this is a place what's the whole population of st martin's so like 100,000 maybe so. less than 100,000 i think yeah and and there also its acceptance is wide everybody from hotels to restaurants uh, doctors lawyers offices and i actually texted you roger a couple of interviews the former finance minister that is actually opposition had a beautiful interview which has sent you the copy and i can actually post it i don't know how to post it but i'll post the link and all he had to say is good things about bitcoin cash that's <laughs> opposition not the ruling government opposition and a former minister of finance says he always wanted crypto to be seen as a utility and the only crypto he's seeing as a utility is bitcoin cash and he's very happy that mp bryson asked for his salary and the world is opening to it i actually met him personally he's my good friend perry but i was amazed at how uh 
it's not affecting politics it's not affecting us even insane kids whether it's ruling opposition not opposition former parties they all love bitcoin cash so it's not even about somebody asking for the currency because we are friends no it's everybody has opinions to give and it's positive they actually amazed because st martin just stopped issuing checks or they have 1% when you withdraw money they deduct 1% of your own money and the western union lines are like 3 hours i mean the strip clubs they're calling us please come help us download more wallets because they want to send back money home they don't want to go stand in the lines of western union anymore for example there is simply no reason why anyone today should be using a western union and i think this is a, a great part with remittances where bitcoin cash is a, you know a really a, a great a great utility great use case and what i also think and um, you know i heard this sunny and, and roger and i'm totally with you the the use of crypto the use of bitcoin cash in real trade in real commerce this is where it's at and this is where the value of the the coin will be gained and i'm absolutely certain of this but hey let's look at this you know the price um and and i think this is a great time actually to get people using bitcoin cash and adopting it because the price right now is really low but i see it is is the opposite of the luna right everyone was buying luna everyone was being told to buy luna at the peak before it went down to zero and with bitcoin cash everyone in this community knows it's not going to zero you know maybe it's going to go down a little bit more maybe it's going to go down 50% more we can't we can't promise that no one can say that but what's going to happen in a year what's going to happen in 2 years or 3 years with this coin when it's really being utilized in the economy you know it's only going to go up so people are going to be using it people are going to be spending it and everything that's left over they will be saving it they will not be swapping it out for USDT or whatever other shit stable coin hey other than coinflex usd i'm i'm quite a fan of of mark lam um but no one's going to be swapping out for that no one's going to be swapping out for btc and i think this is is a really just a fantastic time to get people into bitcoin cash the price is low that's great because the people that get into it now are going to be pretty happy with if they keep any if they save any uh over the next 1 2 3 years And I don't know if we can figure it out, but I see that. Oh, uh, it looks. Oh, there he is. Mark Dice just joined here, and I don't know if people know who he is. I'm not sorry for putting you on the spot there, uh, uh, Mark, but uh, he has a YouTube channel with uh, almost two million subscribers and puts out all sorts of awesome, uh, awesome videos. And I, I've spoken with him a bit. If if we can figure out how to use the Twitter space and let him take his, uh, you know, he basically does political commentary and satire mixed in at the same time. and I uh, would love to hear you know what he has to think on a, about all this and i I've, i'll let him say what he thinks but i I've, i've spoken to him in the past a bit as well and uh we need to figure out how to let uh you know Derek oh Derek's been a speaker now let's get Mark in here as well and if Derek has anything to add like exciting to see the 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 attention that we're getting here with people actually using bitcoin cash as cash and uh, i'm a huge fan of Mark Dice if you haven't followed him on twitter make sure you do and his youtube channel is uh is maybe even better than his twitter account but both are excellent Hey Roger, I have a question. Go for it. Yeah, we're all here. <laughs> so, like my my question is um when you're trying to value cryptocurrencies like currencies like Bitcoin Cash or you know other currency, other cryptos that try to be, you know, currencies used for everyday transactions, if you look at like the price of Visa, the market cap of Visa, the market cap of American Express, you can kind of get a sense for the or the market cap of PayPal, let's say. You kind of get a sense for like the the trajectory and the peak valuation for um cryptos that try to be new transfers of value so like but if you look at the store of value around the world where you can store millions and millions and trillions of dollars um i mean isn't it so safe to say that bitcoin 
core or Bitcoin is going to always be appreciating price and Bitcoin cash kind of has a ceiling because it's just going to be a transactional currency and the, and the peak market cap for that is between 50 to $150 billion? No, I think it's the exact opposite of that. So if you look at like the, the total market cap for gold in the world, it's around like $10 trillion. The worldwide market cap for cash is $100 trillion. So it's 10 times bigger in gold. And the starting point right now, it's like 150 times less per Bitcoin cash than Bitcoin. So that means we have like, what, a 15,000 times bigger opportunity or something. I, I might have to get out the calculator because there's so many zeros there. Like the Bitcoin cash potential upside is way bigger because think about it. Like there's way more cash floating around in the world than there is gold uh, being used as a store of value. And then one other thing I want to harp on too that I've seen for a while, people always say, oh, a, a store of value comes first before you use it as a medium of exchange. Well, for those of us that have been around long enough and look back at the, the Silk Road, that was your empirical proof that people were using it as a medium of exchange before anybody even considered using it as a store of value. And without any doubt whatsoever, like the medium of exchange comes before people use it as a store of value. And that's why everyone's using the dollar as a store of value today, because they can spend it anywhere. Or in Europe, they're using the euro because they can spend it anywhere. If Bitcoin cash becomes spendable everywhere on the internet and in real life, that's what people are going to want to use to save their money as. And whatever cryptocurrency works the best as money, uh, and it's spendable everywhere. That's the one people are going to want to save their money in. So like the, the upside for that is way bigger than something that's just used as a store of value and, and you can't spend. So I hope that uh, answered your question. And sorry, just if I could just add on to that, Roger, this is a mistake I think that Kim.com has made too. I guess it's just to make the marketing easier is that Bitcoin Cash, if it's uh, and when it is successful, um, it not only just takes over all of the cash in the world, it would also take over the role of digital gold. There is no reason why it won't also take over that entire market. Absolutely. In fact, uh, thanks for reminding me. Let me text him and see if we can get him in here on the Twitter space as well. And do you know how to make... I want Mark Dyson here as a speaker. If you could I've invited him, uh, but yeah, whether he's accepted or not, I, I don't think so. Okay. Anyhow, subscribe to his YouTube channel. It is fantastic. Anytime you're feeling like... I don't tired or or frustrated with the world. Go and watch him mocking the the powers that be, and he'll feel better about life. What would you say is like the main thing that Mark Dice kind of sells? Like, what's his persona for everyone to hear? I, my favorite is he has these man on the street interviews where he like asks people, "Do you want this uh, one ounce gold coin?" Or this, like, you know, king size Snickers bar, I think was one of the ones. And, like, person <laughs> after person after person says, Oh, I want the Snickers bar. <laughs> oh, I've seen this. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. This is funny. And so, like, they just don't understand, like, you know, gold. And that's the, that's the thing. Gold used to be money and it was used as money. And then they started using, you know, gold IOU certificates, gold and silver IOU certificates. And before too long, uh, the certificates that were supposed to be redeemable for the gold or silver got completely separated from the gold and silver. And now we have the crazy inflation world that we have today. That's what's happening with Bitcoin right now. And everybody has to use a custodial wallet and they don't have the Bitcoin themselves. That gives all these custodial wallet companies the ability to you know, do fractional reserve uh, Bitcoining. And then they give them the ability if the government tells them to seize everybody's funds. Like you lose like 95% of the benefit if you have to use custodial wallets for everything. And so it's really a frustrating to see that the general public doesn't seem to understand that uh you know you need to be able to use a real wallet and if everyone's just using a, a custodial platform you've, you've might as well just go back to paypal hey Roger, I just, oh, go, go, ahead. go go ahead sherry i was just going to say um a couple of days ago australia announced that they want to remove cash 
by 2024, 2025. So the option of, you know, circulating notes is going to be removed pretty soon. And um, Bitcoin Cash is the, the best option moving forward as a cryptocurrency out there. I don't disagree. And there's definitely a worldwide war on cash because the governments don't like cash. They can't track it. They can't see what you're doing with it. It's a lot harder for them to to extract a bunch, a large percentage of the economy in the in the form of uh, you know taxes when people are using cash. I'm sure like lots of restaurants don't report all the cash that they get. So, Hey, speaking about that war on cash and the opposition that might arise between free market money and the interests of government, I have a question about 51% of tax. Um, can you share your thoughts on whether Satoshi's design is long-term fee-reliant for economic security, whether the uh, low, transac- low, low transaction fees, if they persist in the future, as a result of halvings would result in a lower minor incentive and therefore um, a lower cost of 51% attack? How do you think about that? Thanks. So, so the summary of your question is... Uh... Which is more important, the the block reward or fees from transactions to pay the miners to secure the network in the long term? Is that the accurate summary? Yeah. I mean, since the the halving of the subsidy occurs every four years, fees need to grow, as I understand, in order to sustain economic security. Otherwise, the cost of a perpetual, hostile, 51% empty block mining attack would go down, which would probably, in the, in the long term, devalue uh, the token on a proof of work blockchain because you know if you don't have economic security and if it's cheap to attack then you know why would you want to store your money there right yes yeah. so we so we've kind of already been through that argument when the scaling civil war happened within bitcoin and bitcoin decided to limit the block size to one megabyte to try and force people to pay higher fees on bitcoin Moore's law and what what actually wound up happening though is that people just switched to other chains and we saw this explosion in Ethereum. And then when the fees became high on Ethereum, we've seen explosions in, you know, Avalanche and all these other EVM compatible chains, Solana. And, you know, there's a bunch of them out there. And the, the other way to look at it is like the block reward doesn't expire for another like 115 years or something like that. So we have like 115 years to figure out what the problem, uh, what, what to do about the block reward uh, running out is 115 years. I hope all of us on this call are still alive, but uh, I don't know what the odds are of that. So uh, there's basically, I, I think, don't worry about it. It's that far into the future uh, at this point. There'll probably be even better technology and maybe even uh, better cryptocurrencies uh, 115 years from now when the block reward runs out. So, okay, and, thanks for your response. And I, I have a question for somebody else. I don't want this to be the Roger Veer you know, question hour, but uh, so Derek McGill is someone whose writings I've really enjoyed over the years, and uh, he kind of was a bit more uh, leaning towards BSV after the split there. Um, I just kind of love to hear his general take on where he sees the ecosystem uh, in general and, and, and just, yeah, where his head is at in regards to all of that, uh, if, if he's willing and uh, open to, to share his thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, hey, Roger. Good to, good to see, hear from you. Um, I, uh, so th- my support for BSV, I think a lot of people like took it as, like, as controversial because they thought that uh, I was suggesting something that I wasn't, I wasn't making the claim, claim that, uh, you know, Craig and Calvin Air are, uh, good actors necessarily, or that Craig is Satoshi or that, uh, everything they're doing is above board. I think that there's a lot of reasons to be skeptical of BSV. Um, but the thing I appreciated was, I think they had a, um, good understanding of the problems that led to the original, um, the original block size limit in Bitcoin 
and why that never got raised. And I think part of the issue is once a limit isn't put in place, the incentives are to keep it in place. And I think it's very, very difficult to move against that. I think we saw that with, with Bitcoin. Um, and so I think that uh, scaling now when you don't really need it is something that should be done across all chains. Um, when the network is small, when you think you have you know, abundant capacity, you should already be moving towards uh, being in a place where you, you make these optimizations now before they get big, before the chain starts to ossify, before there's a lot of political resistance to doing things like this. Um, and so I guess that's my biggest concern for Bitcoin Cash is I'm skeptical long term that uh, when the time comes or if the time comes to scale further, uh, that we won't run into the same issue that uh, we ran into with, with Bitcoin Core. Those are uh, arguments I'm very, very sympathetic with. Uh, I guess I just wish that they hadn't absolutely destroyed BSB's reputation by suing every single major business in the space. That's my uh, biggest gripe there. Anyhow, thanks for the, the good insight. <clears throat> yeah, I think this is a really good uh, point too. That I've seen a few mentioned talks about this about you know how do we what happens when you know when blocks are filling up and we've got 32 megabytes of course at the certain point before that the bch uh community will hopefully already have raised the blocks um but just the thought process of somehow um changing the the logic so that it's actually programmed in i think this is an interesting topic to be had though and i think that you know if this could be programmed in so that when block sizes are going up that the, automatically the block size would then increase at a certain point. Um, because, yeah, this is something that concerns me, I have to say. Um, I don't think this is going to happen for another five to ten years, probably closer to, to ten years. But the issue is, is when adoption happens, it's going um, to be exponential. We can see this over the last year with Sunny. I'm sure you've witnessed this yourself, uh, my friend, is just um, how quickly it explodes. And, if, for example, if this was to explode in India, in just one Indian city. I mean, let's just stay in Mumbai. If, if it was to really take on there, then the on-chain transactions could just tremendously ramp up. And also with uh, Kim.com's file shop that's releasing. So I think we may run into this problem uh, again really, really quickly. I think when it hits, it will be just out of nowhere. And yeah, another chance for a chain split. I think no one here wants that, right? That's the worst thing that can happen. So it would be nice if we could already... Um, yeah, think of something, how to create an algorithm to sort this out for us. Yeah, some, something that I think people forget, uh, especially big blockers, is that the early history of Bitcoin, the idea that we were not going to raise the block size would have been like the most laughable thing imaginable. I mean, nobody was talking about it. Um, but, you know, with the exception of maybe one person, Peter Todd, who sort of started bringing it up in 2012. The idea that we were just going to put a hard cap at one megabyte would have been insane. Everybody knew everybody knew we were going to raise the block size. Um, and there were a small handful of voices saying, we need to go ahead and do it. We need to go ahead and do it because if we don't do it now, we're going to run into a problem. And one of the problems we're going to run into is uh, we're going to have massive growth and it's going to be too late to do it. I think the thing that those voices didn't understand is the degree to which the pressure uh, w would increase not to raise the block size uh, by the time that people actually you know, were considering doing it. And so uh, I'm, I'm just very scared to see... Uh, the possibility that the, the big block community will make the same mistake um, and won't think that uh, just because everybody seems to agree now or there's, there's no bad actors in the community trying to, to sway opinions to the other way, 
uh, that uh, that's going to stay the way the same the way it is now for forever. You know, I think we're we're potentially going to run into the same situation we did with Bitcoin. Um, Guys, uh, I, I would just say. Oh, I just want to quickly disagree with that. I think at the time when that uh, the BTC BCH uh, split happened, the lie was that the increasing block size was a dangerous thing. Now we've been through that already, and we know that it's not a dangerous thing. So that can't hold anymore. We have too much information. It's been disproven. So it would be counterintuitive for the BCH uh, community to take that step when that was the the reason it was created in the first place. Sherry, I want to say I love I love your positivity. I've listened to a, a, you speaking a few times, and I and I really think you're an asset to the community. There's far too much negativity in the crypto space, and you are a beacon of light. And I've got to say here, I think you're naive and I think you're very optimistic and I think that's wonderful. Uh, I don't agree because uh, I think that um, uh, it's uh, the real reason that the one megabyte block wasn't lifted wasn't because there was a genuine belief that it was going to cause issues. I really don't believe that. I think that this is an intentional sabotage of Bitcoin. And if, you, if we accept that that's true, maybe it's not, but if we accept that it's true, that it was an intentional sabotage then it will happen again. Yeah, there's, there's really, I don't think there's a good reason to believe that most of these people seriously thought that an increase from one megabyte to two megabyte was dangerous. Um, I think that was a very minority opinion. Uh, but my argument people... is, I'm not saying that there aren't nefarious forces out there. I'm just saying that one's already been used. But, you know, that could go with any community, um, any coin, any financial institution. There's always going to be the risk of uh, nefarious forces moving in. So I don't think um, anyone's immune from that, regardless. Yeah, I, I think that was the point somewhere. Derek made, though, is that they could do it again if we don't yeah. scale this to be ready for the world. Yeah, uh, I, I, my point is, like, you, sh you shouldn't be optimistic that the philosophical ideals of your community are going to remain unchanged. I think having been part of various movements in the libertarian movement, like you see these things, they get watered down over time. New people come in who don't care about the same things you do. Bad actors come in who are able to use the ideas that, uh, you know, you think are important and sort of use them to uh, sabotage your, your movements. I think that happens all the time and we just need to be aware of that. And, you know, Bitcoin cash is a very small thing right now comparatively, but I do think that uh, the, you know, the revolutionary implications of like a truly decentralized digital cash that anyone can use at any time around the world for fractions of a penny is very dangerous to the, the state. Um, and uh, we need to be aware of like what happens when Bitcoin cash takes off a little bit and then someone starts looking at it and saying, oh, wait, this is the this is the thing that was actually really a threat all that all that time ago when Bitcoin was first released. Uh, maybe we need to start you know, messing around with this, too. I would say, you know, the degree to which you can remove the human decision making from the process is uh, is a good thing. And, and part of that includes, you know, scaling now while you still can. So that way, when the time comes, when you really need that space, it's already been done. Uh, it's a quick question. Are there any developers, uh, Bitcoin Cash developers in the chat? Can anyone see any? Because for me, this is um, I think we need to take the politics out of Bitcoin Cash. And the thing is, when that blockchain, uh, the uh, the block size goes up or has to go up, this is a political decision. And we need to remove that. I, I really think we should remove that now, today, if, if it's possible, and be working towards that solution uh, as soon as as soon as possible. Because um, I I hope Sherry's right, and she might be. I you know no one no one can say, uh, but I have my doubts, and I would rather take away that that possibility, um, so that when the blocks are full, 
that it just automatically the block size grows. And I, 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 the question I, is, can what, it be done? What I wanted to say that if you just said a few minutes, a few seconds ago that your worry is if India explodes into more merchant adoption and we have a lot of transactions, then we have to worry. Then I would say better everybody start getting worried because India is going to explode. There will be too many <laughs> merchants and get ready for the solution before the problem comes, please. Yes, exactly. And this is, I'm, I'm totally with you, Sonny. And, and you're doing, you know, in such a short period, you have generated more buzz for the Bitcoin Cash community um, so it's, than, yeah, than I, 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 I think anyone, even Roger Bear, maybe. I, it's, it's been crazy. It's been wonderful to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry, Sherry just mentioned that in Australia, they don't want the paper money by what, 2024. That's just what, two years from now. I think, I don't know how it goes, but that's the perfect time to actually pump in that whole thing and make everybody aware about BBC Edge. Absolutely. Um, by the way, Sh Sherry, what time is it with you? It must be quite early in the morning. Uh, it's almost 5 a.m., you know. Okay. <laughs> so is it late <laughs> at night or early in the morning? That's the real question. <laughs> uh, it's late at night for me. I, I need to get some sleep. But I saw the that you guys were on, so I jumped in. Yeah, sorry for the timing. I, I really wanted also uh, Jason to be able to make it if he wanted to come. And also, yeah, like Cheap Lightning in, in Japan. Uh, I was looking there for the uh, the perfect time um, where it meets the most uh, time zones. Uh, I also arranged it uh, for, for when my two kids are in bed <laughs> so they could actually um, uh, focus on this. And I was thinking that there was going to be maybe five, six, seven people. I have to say I'm totally blown away that we've got, it seems, uh, if I'm correct, I, I, I can't see the actual number, but I think 188. My 188 people. 191. So. That's it. And, and it looks like Cheap Lightning is here. I just saw his. I just saw the, the the cat picture. So yes, we've got a Cheap Lightning. is is That's fantastic. Let's uh, let's invite him to speak. But I'm I'm really blown away by how many people are here. This is as I said, wasn't expected at all. Um, and I think what I'll do just to um, the idea for this first meeting was just to be for one hour. Um, uh, but with with so many people here, I, I think I'll create some polls about maybe just talk, just talking uh, as a community consensus how often the frequency should be of such meetings. Um, because for me, I think too often, maybe there's only going to be a few people turning up. Not often enough. It gets a little bit boring. So it's just find that perfect uh, amount of time in between meetings, because I think it's really fantastic when we see so many people turning up at the same time and talking about Bitcoin Cash and getting enthused about it. It's really, really, really wonderful. Yeah, and if we grow big enough, then maybe something like this will just go 24-7 where people can always hop in <laughs> and jump uh, and talk about what the you know the latest exciting thing happening in the Bitcoin Cash ecosystem is. And I see uh, Mark Lamb, the CEO of CoinFlex, just hopped in here as well. And just uh, really exciting to see more than 200 people in, in, in the chat here now. So like there's, And I think a lot of us are into Bitcoin really, really early. I'm 2011. I think Derek and Sherry are real early. I know Cheap Lightning is as well. So uh a lot of us are the original Bitcoiners that wanted this, you know, peer-to-peer -peer cash for the world that would replace the dollar and the euro and the yen and put people in charge of their own money instead of politicians being in charge of their money. I I, I hear, Roger, you said Mark Lamb is here. And whenever I hear Mark, I have one repeat question for you. When is CoinFlex, FlexUSD, integrating FlexUSD with Bitcoin.com wallet? Merchants need it. <laughs> All right, let me try and get Mark Lamb on stage yeah i think the big issue is that he needs us to support uh smart bch and the bitcoin.com wallet which is coming soon the team is hard at work at that 
Um, so I think that it's not Mark's fault that it's not there yet. It's Bitcoin.com's uh, delay on smart BCH integration. But I keep asking. I mean, no, who to blame? <laughs> <laughs> and for those that were wondering why Mark didn't join us, uh, Mark Dice, uh, he said he's uh, he's making lunch at the same time, so and he's just <laughs> enjoying listening to all of this, and we'll we'll let him have his lunch there. But again, watch his videos. You will, and you will see that uh, you know they're fantastic and. Uh, I'll, I'll ask for his permission to tell one other little story that uh, he told me previously, but it, it really is, uh, I think, eye-opening in regards to what's causing some of the delays in the actual adoption of cryptocurrency. But uh, Oh, it sounds I, I interesting. Wanna sure, I, I want to make sure I have his permission to tell that part of the story, but uh, okay, uh, you can, yeah. Yeah, um, just so uh, everyone's aware, again, um, it should be quite clear there's a recording sign on this basis, but this uh, is being recorded. Um, the idea is hopefully people will speak just freely and openly and with humor, whatever. Um, it's it's not to catch people out. It's just so that people that couldn't make it today uh, can watch this. And it's also to help just snowball it, to make it, make people really see and feel that, hey, this Bitcoin cash community is is not dead. You know, many people in the Bitcoin community say this and then it's, uh, you know, the shit coin, it's dying. It's bullshit. <laughs> the, the, the community is alive and really working on creating amazing solutions uh, and it's growing. And, and so that's why I thought by recording this, by allowing people to just ch uh, tune in onto this afterwards, uh, I thought would be a great thing uh, for Bitcoin Cash. Yeah, th thank you. Thank you for your um, efforts in putting this together. I, I'm really glad you did. And yeah, Bitcoin Cash is alive and well to anyone who thinks it's dead or anyone who thinks it's not actively being worked on, actively being improved, actively being uh, built on and developed on and growing in transactions per second. You know, the the even the smart Bitcoin Cash, the smart BCH uh, ecosystem, I mean, the, if you just look at um, you know, if you just look at transactions per amount of time, it's it's now surpassed one per second, you know, which which is a number that took Bitcoin years and years and years to get to. So smart BCH is getting to it in in just, you know, kind of I think it, it's been a little over six months of 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 being around, nine months of being around. Um, it's already getting to these metrics. And so yeah, I mean BCH is got one of the healthiest ecosystems and, and healthiest uh, really, I'll, I would say that health, one of the healthiest communities in in crypto, because a lot of the crypto communities are actually heavily VC funded tokens where those VCs don't actually even if they believe in the tokens, they don't have the ability to hold on to them forever. They've got LPs they have to pay back. And in some cases, they say they're a venture fund, but they're actually more of a hedge fund. So they actually need to pay them back. In the case of Bitcoin Cash, it's a lot of people um, you know, people like Roger and, and others in this call, but also, um, you know, a lot of just early people to crypto and people who believe in crypto and hold a little bit of crypto. And, and these people don't have to sell. They don't have to, they don't have any pressure and they, they believe in it, not because, um, they're trying to, uh, effectively pump something up to get mark to market gains on, on an LP position. They actually just believe in it because they think it's great technology. And that's what makes a healthy community because we're here, you know, not for the short term, we're here for the long haul. There's basically nothing that could happen, no price point that could go down, no, um, no circumstance that could really make a lot of us, I, I speak for myself and, 
and and Roger, I think, is in this boat as well. And and I think a lot of the people here on this call are in this boat, where there's really nothing that would make us not believe in Bitcoin Cash, and and that's the power. So of, can I jump yeah, in and disagree, ahead. Mark? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so I I think for myself, and and I hope a lot of the people on the call, the the goal here isn't the promotion of Bitcoin Cash. The goal is the promotion of the software and financial tools that allow each individual to have control over their own money and not need permission from politicians to do what they want with their own money. And we see Bitcoin Cash as the best tool to achieve that goal. But tomorrow, if some you know better tool came along, I would be busy supporting that. And I hear some people occasionally, oh, you'll never support anything but Bitcoin Cash. And well, like, I can make the argument that Bitcoin Cash is the original Bitcoin that I got involved in. But as far as ticker symbols go, I clearly did switch. I switched from BTC to BCH. And if something even better than BCH comes along that I think has an even better chance of stripping away power from governments around the world to control people's money, I'll be busy cheerleading for that as well, because the goal is to get a separation of money and state where individuals are in charge of their money instead of politicians. And Bitcoin Cash in the world today is the very best tool that I think the world has to achieve that. And that's why I'm busy you know, promoting Bitcoin Cash. And uh, I, hope, I hope that's why the rest of you are here as well. I know, and I know some of you are. Uh, hi, 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 guys. How you doing? Uh, just, just a quick question there. Uh, what's your position on on uh, the IHIs, the individual health uh, identifiers that the pharmaceutical companies and uh, large corporate are, are are pursuing at the moment? I'm sorry. The, the connection and, and the accent made it a little bit hard. Can you restate the question one more time, please? What about the your position? Your position. On the IHI, the individual health identifiers being um, implemented by the pharmaceutical companies and the uh, large pharma. Um, yeah, I, I have. I have to admit, I haven't followed it super closely because that's not really a thing in, in the the world that I'm uh, the parts of the world that I'm in. But I think you own yourself. Health and health you can is not a thing you'd be involved in, no. What I, what I would say to this, though, um, and, you know, the, 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 I think everyone here is, is anyone that's into crypto is very much for uh, individual liberty. And um, I, I don't 100 percent agree with Roger. But I'm not a full scale uh, libertarian. I think um, I can't imagine quite how things would work without any uh, sort of hierarchy whatsoever. But uh, I do believe that. The fashion is that. But no, but if, you, if, if I could finish it. Um, but I think, at the very least, uh, I agree with this this part, and I'm sure that everyone here agrees with this, that the government or any sort of power system, um, that it should be as fair and balanced as possible, and the government uh, should have as little possible control in our lives as possible. And uh, but, but with this particular question, I'm finding the uh, the link to, to crypto or to Bitcoin Cash is is lacking. I'm not really seeing the link there. The link, it would be a digital record on a, on a blockchain. It's just an identifier. Ah, okay. Now I'm with you. So yeah, I support people making their own their own choices when it comes to money and, and health. <laughs> and, uh, no, 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 I totally get you can make your own choices when it comes to money, but when it comes to digital health, bigger questions have to be asked. But do I you mean that they should be open for everyone? Aims, I don't think yeah, Bitcoin yeah. Cash aims to do that. It aims to be money. <laughs> So I think that's another conversation maybe for a different blockchain, wouldn't you say, guys? Well, actually, I, I, I can might, tell a story. Might step in. Oh, sorry, Roger. After you. Go, go, for, go for it. No, I've, I've talked enough. Please go for it. Um, something I was I, – I, I can't take credit for this idea. I, I read about it the other day. Um, something I found interesting was that 
maybe not on the main blockchain, but right now uh, in the healthcare systems around the world, there are privacy things and otherwise. But, you know, all these institutions have these centralized security systems that anyone can access, you know, if they are smart enough to hack into it or whatever else. What if we created just a simple way on, on smart BCH or otherwise, obviously this is a future technology, but that your private keys are the only thing that can unlock your, your uh, digital health records. Oh, right. Yeah, this is an amazing idea. I thought this was the goal anyway. I mean, for me, the reason why I find crypto so so uh, exciting is the fact that for me, everything, my entire records should be stored on the blockchain, including my grades at school or at university. Um, and this should be, of course, encrypted then. So only I can unlock this and also only I can prove that it belongs to me. I think that this is uh, this is fantastic. And this is a great thing about uh, the blockchain is it, is it can be used for anything. You know, it doesn't just have to be used for P2P cash. Um, anything can be stored there um, and encrypted there. And Finish, one more thing. Just want to uh, point out just on the sides of response to the other thing you said. Uh, I'm actually more along the lines with you in terms of I'm somewhere between conservative and libertarian that I think we need some form. But I think the goal should be to, to we should aim to have no government because then we are really actively thinking about how can we limit the powers of the government as most as possible. Absolutely agree with you. Couldn't couldn't put it better myself. Yeah. Although this thing is popping up in India, like uh, government of Maharashtra, like they have decided to use this technology to issue caste certificates. Caste caste you you mean to say like resident certificates in some of the places in Maharashtra. So this thing is popping up in India also. Like some of the government they try to issue the education certificate, merit certificate and they are using blockchain technology to store your health, secure your data and your like credentials over there. Hush, Hush, are you in Bombay right now? In Maharashtra? Yes. So on Sunday, please come to the Bitcoin Cash Meetup at La La Land. We invite you. Thank you. Send me the credentials and I'll just make sure you get the invite. Uh, please, uh, anyone that's listening, uh, know it's any business owners. Uh, it's a perfect time for Bombay, actually India, to onboard some businesses. And that's how we're going to grow all friends and families own businesses. If we don't own one, recommend it and we'll be there. I think you cut out there at the end there, Sunny. Yeah. Hi, sorry. Actually, back on the healthcare stuff, maybe I'll I'll add a little bit more to that. I I remember in the earliest days of Bitcoin, when BitPay was just getting started, one of the things that they thought that people might actually use Bitcoin for was to pay for health-related, like medical services that you might not want people knowing that you need. So like examples they gave is like, you know, a woman's going to get plastic surgery of some sort. Maybe she doesn't want everybody to see that on her, you know, credit card statement or, or the, her bank wire transfer. Or if people are going to get, you know, treatment for an STD or something, they don't need to broadcast to everybody that, uh, you know, handles their payments. That that's the case. And so they thought that people would use it for private uh, privacy in regards to their medical stuff. And I think it's nice that people can have the, uh, the option. And I just saw a notification the host is having a connection issue. So yeah, I saw that too. The rest of us are here still. Okay, good. And I see what, Mark is Mark is here. Mark, you want to say something, man? I just yeah, see him uh, on the list. We need to set him as a speaker in order for him to be able to speak, and I, I think only the host uh, can do that. But uh, while we wait for the host, I, I, can, to, I can speak. I think we're talking about Mark uh, Falzon, Mark, but maybe not Mark Lamy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mark Falzon, yeah, yeah. Falzon, yeah. Uh, Mark, oh. we just need to request a speaker, and then oh, Mark Falzon is here. Hey, Mark. 
But Mark Falzone can't reply. But I'll, I'll tell one more story while we oh, wait no, for the I, host I'd to come to back. I'd love to hear from Mark um, Falzone. I think people will like a, another story. We were talking about how fast the transactions have been rising on smart Bitcoin cash to where at some times of the day, it's like a, more than a, a second of transaction. I remember, I think it was January of 2012, and I was at CES in Las Vegas with the BitPay guys helping man the BitPay booth. And way back then, when before blockchain.com was .com, it was blockchain.info, but they had this really cool globe that was connect. It would show all the different Bitcoin nodes around the world that it was connected to. And every time there was a transaction, you would hear this beep, and the globe would spin around showing which node it heard about the transaction from first. And we had this up on a big giant projector at CES, and we had to wait and wait and wait. And like we would be so excited every time somewhere in the world there would be a Bitcoin transaction, and the and, the, and it would go beep, and the map would spin around, and we were hoping. All right, let's see if I'm a better host uh, at this. So uh, bear with me; it's my first time ever to do this. Uh, Requests. Here we go. All right, I've approved anybody that's. Uh... Hey, Roger. Um, just have a quick question for you. Um, what are your thoughts on Monero? Uh, I love Monero, and bear with me one moment while I share the link and all the different uh, groups that I, I was just uh, there because I think he set the other one to end within one hour, so it just like kicked everybody out at exactly an hour is what happened there. So, uh, but here we'll get uh, part two going here. Um, so in regards to Monero, Monero. I think is absolutely it's amazing and fantastic and wonderful. But Roger, it's so it might good be that, an idea to have a couple of co-hosts as well, just to vet the rooms because we tend to get a lot of trolls on these platforms too, as in like um, comedians and stuff. Okay, yeah, I just uh, was that. I don't know if that was Sherry's voice I just heard, but I just sent you a co-host invite. So. Um, and I'll do that some more as well. So yeah, Monero is so good that governments have preemptively banned it, I think is the, the only problem. But I've, I've held Monero since it was about a dollar. And uh, uh, as the Monero fans know, uh, other than that voting uh, accident, I would still have it off. So uh, Monero is great, but governments have preemptively banned it. You're not allowed to trade it on any exchange in, in Japan, Korea, Singapore, like a bunch of countries have already banned it. And that's the big problem. And Bitcoin Cash has cash fusion that gives it pretty darn good privacy, especially if you're using it with the reusable payment addresses. Like you can have similar-ish ballpark privacy to a Monero, um, but you don't have all the stigma that Monero already has with governments already trying to ban it. So, Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen, but uh, Brian Armstrong, um, he he did an interview. It was, it was about a, a year ago, and he said that he wanted to include Monero on Coinbase, um, but uh, he, did, he didn't want to do it now because of um, you know, regulations and whatnot. Uh, but he said it will come eventually, so... Yeah. Yeah. There, there you go. Another example. So like Monero isn't on Coinbase. Why the heck not? Because Monero is so incredibly awesome that governments are putting pressure on all these businesses not to. The same reason that Monero is not in you know blockchain and Coinbase and BitPay and all these places. So it's like a much harder uphill battle with Monero because it's so good. So I think the idea is to make Bitcoin Cash almost as good as Monero with like, you know, as the, the small blockers yeah, have to say, layer two solutions. So. Um, yeah, last question. Um, I just uh, forgot, you're you're a big investor in BitPay. Uh, do you see Monero uh, being uh, implemented into BitPay in the next couple of years, or is it off the table? 
Um, I, I don't talk to the guys regularly at BitPay, and I, I help them with their seed money to get everything started. But uh, for the same exact re- regulatory reasons, I don't think we're likely to see uh, Monero in BitPay anytime soon. Although <clears throat> I'd love to see it included. Like, I'm, I'm not opposed to it in any way. Like, Monero's, like I said, Monero's so good that it's preemptively banned from uh, all these platforms. So, um, yeah, really frustrating. So don't don't be shy. I'm busy. Uh, there are some like Telegram groups and people share. Please share this link around. This one doesn't have a one hour time limit, so we can go as long as people want. And I added uh, some other co-hosts here already as well. So uh, okay, Roger, you said uh, it had a one hour time limit. Was was that um, is that something that was during uh, when I set up the room? Then I I think that's what happened, and then we hit the one hour limit. And boom, everybody uh, okay. Got so, okay. Yeah. Sure. Let's not <laughs> that's that's annoying. Right. So, Roger, yeah. do you want to put another co-host? You might want to put um, Fiendish Crypto's co-host. So it just means you get more people being able to talk in the room. Let me uh, do this as well. Uh, hello, Roger. Hello. Yeah, it's Nuren here. So, uh, I just want to have. Just throw a disclosure. So, um, because I've seen it's it's part of the VAS uh, uh, development and then what we are to expect from VAS. So, uh, I think we have crypto cards coming to VAS because this is going to be something huge, definitely, coming from, let's say, the African countries, the African nation, especially here in Nigeria. Do you know that right now you cannot spend uh, above $20 with your bank uh, card? Like be it Mastercard, be it Visa card, you cannot let's say spend uh, anything higher than twenty dollars right now in Nigeria if you have a bank. So, but I think uh, crypto cards definitely are going to change the game. Imagine we have cards from Bitcoin.com, you know, where you can be able to um, uh, top up and then buy anything without any limit. I think this is going to be a very good game changer for us here, especially in Nigeria and other African countries as well. So this is one of the few projects that I'm. I'm just happy to like, because Binance have cards, but then it's not available in the, most of the African countries. Like Crypto.com has cards, and it's also not available in the African countries. So um, I don't know, how do you guys, how is Bitcoin.com trying to see uh, their cards are also available in the African countries as well? I have to admit, I don't really know what you're talking about. Cats, like are these NFT cat tokens or something? Cards, cards, no, like crypto, crypto cards, crypto cards. Oh, cards! I'm sorry, I heard yeah, yeah, cats yeah. the whole time, and I didn't know. Yeah, it was like... cards, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're asking when people can pay with their their cards to buy crypto in the Bitcoin.com wallet? Uh, there, uh, I don't know. I, I hope some local businesses can pick up the slack and be the the onboard and off ramps from Bitcoin Cash to to actual wallets rather than accounts there. And I, I apologize for misunderstanding what. Uh, what you were saying there was confusing. Yeah, maybe, no, yeah, I think I'll, I'll just type it in the in the Bitcoin Cash group. <laughs> okay, and then I've yeah. I've added ten is the maximum number of speakers here, and there are other people are requesting. So like we should, uh, if you you know speak up, and and if uh, if not, then uh, we'll add other speakers there too. But there's uh, I'd love to see you know just how many people are in here. It's really a fantastic. So there, there is over three hundred people in here, and also um, I need to check this again to 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 see if it, it seems pretty crazy to me. In the last call. Um, Twitter said to me that there was uh, over a thousand people that showed up. 
Fantastic. Let's. Uh, that's that's insane. I, I mean, the, I, I guess this has been shared around, but my uh, Twitter account is relatively new. It's it's just I think a month or, or six weeks old. Um, so so to, to to go you know so quickly to have so many people. Obviously, it's been it's been spread around the communities. They're really listening. It's fantastic. Roger, what's your personal view on uh, this bull run and? Uh, you know, the price action with Bitcoin Cash. Like, it's, it's really a great deal. Personally, I think Bitcoin Cash, uh, you know, is in, on every exchange. Uh, it's on, you know, top of Google Finance, Yahoo Finance. You know, I'm just wondering, just like uh, everybody else, this bull run, uh, we uh, didn't see the price action uh, show that. Yeah, I, I think the only problem Bitcoin Cash has is basically a marketing program. Like Bitcoin Cash is awesome. A real strong argument can be made that it's the original Bitcoin and that BTC isn't. But uh, the BTC Maximus guys have done such a great job on the pro- anti-promotional site of like tricking everybody to think that Bcash is just a scam or that, that I created it. For any of everybody listening, I had absolutely zero to do with the creation of Bitcoin Cash. So like you even see... You know, Cointelegraph put out an article the other day saying that I created Bitcoin Cash. I had zero to do with it, absolutely nothing. And when I saw that the Bitcoin had like basically refused to upgrade the block size to even two, from one megabyte to two megabytes, there was zero chance that it could become money for the world at that point. So I looked at all the other cryptocurrencies out there. I looked at the Moneros and the Zcash and the Ethereums and this and that. Bitcoin Cash seemed like it was the one that had the best chance of becoming money for the entire world. So I switched uh, my promotional efforts over towards uh, Bitcoin Cash. And I think, you know, everybody that's listening to this, let's get out there and like, you know, give all of our friends $1 in Bitcoin Cash. Show them how easy it is. Explain the difference between a wallet and an account and that you can't really use uh, Bitcoin unless you're using an account at this point because the fees are too high to do anything else with. So it's just a marketing problem with Bitcoin Cash. Other than that, it is awesome. I so, think Roger, you should also swap uh, Bitcoin Cash with some pizzas and mark this event as BCS Pizza Days. I just want to quickly say that you know I was into Bitcoin Cash before Roger Veer, so I was there. <laughs> so you created this, Sherry, huh? <laughs> but it's You're... a true story, Roger. Yeah, she's not joking. Me. I'm she's not, not joking. joking. Yeah, she was there. She was, and there were a bunch of a bunch of people were in Bitcoin Cash before I came, and that's part of what attracted me to it. I saw a lot of old time Bitcoiners were already they'd given up on. BTC I'm holding from the hard fork, like from hard fork. Whatever I did, like I'm basically holding it till now. Yeah, so there you go. So I'm I'm a latecomer to Bitcoin Cash for a lot of the people that are on the call. I was early to bit to went back when it had the ticker symbol BTC, but when the ticker symbol switched to BCH, I was a little bit slow in figuring out that that's where I should be uh, focusing my. My attention with the 343 people on the call again, even though we had to switch uh, switch links for where we're doing this. So. That's, that's amazing. By the way, Roger, I have to say, um, yeah, the amount of shit you get from from the crypto community. I mean, it's impressive that you're still you're still there and showing your face. To be honest, I think most people have just said, you know what, I've had I've had enough of this shit. I'm going to go out and live my life. So well, thank you, talk, thank you for sticking talk, out. Yeah, let's talk about that too. I think a lot of the ones on Twitter. I think there's there's two things like. You know, a big percentage of them are literally just bots or paid trolls that are just supposed to say negative things about Bitcoin Cash, no matter what I tweet about. If, if I tweet about something completely different, not even not related to crypto, they'll still put anti-Bitcoin Cash comments because that's what the bot is uh, programmed to do or that's what the human is paid to do. And then the other people 
posting the negative comments about Bitcoin Cash that are real people. They're ones that are so weak-minded that they've been influenced by all the bots and the people that are paid to say anti-Bitcoin Cash stuff. So it's just monkey see, monkey do stuff. They see everybody else saying it, so they repeat it too. And so uh, it's so clear. All you have to do is use BTC and then use BCH. It is clear as clear can be uh, which one works better as money. And uh, I think most of these BTC maximalists, they've never even you know, made a Bitcoin transaction or they've almost never made a Bitcoin transaction. They'd realize Bitcoin cash works. BTC doesn't like I had literally I had the first non-illegal uh, e-commerce website, any sort of major e-commerce website accepting Bitcoin for payments. I stopped accepting Bitcoin because Bitcoin stopped working for payments. It's not that I like decided, oh, I'm tired of this. It, it literally stopped working for my business. It didn't work anymore. And it wasn't just me. Microsoft stopped accepting Bitcoin. Expedia stopped accepting Bitcoin. Steam started accepting Bitcoin. And they all specifically said that it was the problems caused by the full blocks, the, the slow transactions with the high fees and the unreliable transactions. So I wasn't this, the only one. I was in the same group with you know all these others. So. But that's what really frustrates me so much is that, you know, I'm, I'm a big gamer, or I, at least I was before I had kids. Uh, now finding the time for anything is pretty tough. Um, but, but the fact the BTC, the BTC guys actually think that they're on success. BTC, Bitcoin used to be accepted by Steam. You know, this is by, by far the biggest gaming platform. This is so huge. Um, and you think that that, uh, that was, if I remember correctly, when they actually stopped uh, accepting BTC, that was just at the point where they were really starting to allow all the indie games onto Steam. And since then, you know, you think how, how important that would have been if, if crypto was accepted onto Steam with all the indie games and also utilizing the blockchains in, in clever ways. Maybe they would have actually found a real reason uh, for NFTs. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so Bitcoin has gone so backwards since then. Uh, and, and I love the fact that Bitcoin Cash still exists and that dream stays alive. And, you know, and it's wonderful. Uh, uh, thank God uh, for people like Roger. For taking the shit daily to ensure that it, you know, just keeps on going, and all the devs, you know, I don't think we've got any devs here, um, but that's just kind of a shame because they're obviously, without them, there wouldn't be Bitcoin Cash. So if I'm gonna step in real quick, uh, going back to you know our, what is it? Not our advertising problem, our marketing problem, and all this. Um, there, there's a couple things regarding bull market. We. Yeah, we, we need to have better marketing. I mean, we it's it's a problem because, you know, if price is only going down, people get skeptical about accepting further business, even if they can instantly transfer to a stable coin that are not really so stable anymore or never were. Stable-ish coin. Stable-ish. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, th this is really the best time to build because we in a down market, nobody's spending their Bitcoin. No one's spending their currencies. And the other thing is, a lot of people you talk to on the street, they don't even know that businesses like AMC accept Bitcoin Cash. Like the other day, I was just I was just in one of uh, in one of my car groups because uh, I like being in car community. I'm one of those people I know. Um, but yeah, no one no one there knew that. Oh, you can go to Gucci, you can go to AMC, you can go to any of these places. You can spend Bitcoin Cash like right now. It's like yeah, I just bought my AMC tickets two days ago with Bitcoin Cash. It's like that's incredible. And you start and you just do just interacting with your local communities, showing, as Roger says, like, just send people 10 cents, send people a dollar. I do that every day. And people are like, that was instant like that. It just arrived. I was like, yeah. And if you but then they ask, like, well, why not? Why Bitcoin cash? Why not Bitcoin? Isn't that what everyone uses? It's like, well, we can try it. We can try using Bitcoin. But look, look at what the fees are. It, it's not it's not peer to peer electronic cash. 
Um, and just going off of just little stuff like that, little by little, you can build up these communities. But also, just like Market is doing, Brian's doing, Sonny's doing, you look at all these businesses that they want to start accepting crypto. They just have never been approached. They don't know how. They don't know that, oh, it's actually pretty easy nowadays, either with a service like Prompt.cash or BitPay or uh, Coinbase Commerce. It's like there's a there's a couple of bit there's two businesses this week I've onboarded, uh, one really cool I cannot wait they're making two custom Bitcoin Cash products too, um, I can't wait to announce that one once it's complete, um, but like these guys they didn't know that it was it was really easy to set up and they're willing to put in the work to actually implement into their sites and then promote the product, uh, so it's just really we we got to do the ground building work but we also can't let these we have to show the technology work. We can't just yeah, I'm, just and I'm totally with you. The marketing here is, is something that absolutely needs to be better in the Bitcoin Cash community. Um, it get just generally, I think, um, it, of course, the tech needs to grow, and we need to, you know, move on with that uh, and, and make the UI and user interface as, be- as good as possible. But I, I really think um, a focus just on positivity, on really showing that it works, on on not doing too much, focusing on the piercing context. I could go on about that forever, but what I actually see is there's three people here who've had their hands up for a long time so maybe we could let someone else speak there's the the ham fan or or i think can can i just start a little bit sorry go for it go for it it. Uh, thanks so much i live in dublin and i can see here only three atm that they you can cash out from any cryptocurrencies and bitcoin bitcoin caches there but uh there is some other people that they want they want to do the same thing like they want to have a uh, crypto payments or something for their stores but they don't know what to do I think I think uh, there is a huge chance to do something in in, the, in this contest. I, mean, I don't know what you guys think, but everyone they're interested about cryptocurrency, and but they don't know where to start. Well, I mean, many businesses. Just as a one quick point, uh, use the Verifone payment terminal is about the most widely used one in the in the world, at least in America. But I'm pretty sure throughout Europe as well. Um, and all Verifone last year announced a partnership with BitPay. So any business that has a Verifone uh, terminal for your credit card or otherwise, they can accept crypto in a matter of, I think, minutes. They just have to go to their online portal and enable it. Yes, and also uh, use.cash very, uh, very handy for uh, merchants trying to uh, adopt cryptocurrencies. The hemp, bam. You want to... You wanna... Yeah, thanks. I'm, it's really good that you guys arranged this today. I mean, um, I've been a Bitcoin cash holder for probably four years. Um, and probably it was about a year ago, I started to try to understand the technology itself. Um, and I feel like this it's a great initiative you're doing this because what it feels like day in, day out when you're on Twitter and other social media is that there's so many projects that are you know, being communicated a lot about the advantages. But um, I think there's probably about a year or so between last April and maybe a few months ago when Roger and Sonny and a few other people started posting videos about the great work they were doing and the network upgrades. So I really encourage the more information that can be shared and coordinated. There's a lot of people out there that I think would really support the project if they just understood sort of the direction a little bit better and had and had more consistent information. So these Twitter spaces, um, meetups, you know, maybe at some point we could do a convention um, like the Bitcoin group do. It, I really there is a convention. Yeah, there is. You know that, right? It's uh, the conventions uh, November the 12th in St. Martin's. 
Oh, uh, wow. Well, I mean, so it, it's where coming. Do you find out about that. And um, speaking of spreading, speaking of spreading the, the, the word here, if I can ask, you know, we have uh, almost 400 people in here already. If you guys can take the link to this uh, Twitter space, share it on Twitter, share it on your Facebook, share it wherever somebody, if there's you know, Telegram groups you're in, let's get more people in here so that you can hear, hey, there is a passionate group of Bitcoin Cash fans that want to make this peer-to-peer electronic cash for the entire world so people have control of their own money. Uh, because if we're all just talking to the, the existing choir, that doesn't spread it to new people. So uh, yeah. please is- and share a link to this group so we can get, you know, instead of there's, you know, 400 people in here, let's get 1,400 people in here and show like, hey, Bitcoin Cash people, there's a lot of us because we know that it's more, it's about more than just speculation. It's about empowering individuals to have control over their own money. So uh, please, uh, please go ahead and share the link to this uh, Twitter space. Yeah, do this. I mean, I really get the impression that a lot of, lot of Bitcoin Cash people um, sit uh, in their, I don't know, in their rooms and their interactions with the community is just via text. And I really think that the difference when you hear people's voices, when you hear about how passionate people are, um, which just cannot cannot work with text, you can't see that, you can't feel it. And I'm absolutely convinced that having a regular meetup, um, it, is, it will really show everyone, hey, this, there is something here. This is an amazing thing. Um, when you go on to Reddit, for example, um, you know, there's so many negative people about Bitcoin Cash, and then it may make people question, hey, is this actually very sensible? Maybe I'll just buy Bitcoin anyway. Hey, the numbers are going to go up, right? Yeah, until they don't. So I'm really, I'm really so happy um, to see so many people here. And I'm, you know, I think this is the first time we've done this. And I can only imagine that this must, must snowball, right? All right. So let's get through the other speakers real quick, just to get the guys that have their hands up. Just I don't want to left out. Uh, sparkle, 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 or whatever the emoji is. Uh, yeah. Before I, uh, I have um, uh, one for Roger. So uh, Roger, I saw you a couple of years ago. I think you were talking about um, the Bitcoin.com wallet, or you might have been talking about another wallet. Um, you were talking about uh, privacy solutions on Bitcoin Cash. Uh, I might have been Cash uh, Fusion. I'm not sure. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so right now today on your desktop, you can go and download uh, Electron Cash, and it has Cash Fusion built right into it. And it's really, really neat. The way it works, it takes all of your Bitcoin Cash and puts it all together in a big, giant transaction. The transaction might have 100 inputs and 100 outputs, and maybe five of the inputs belong to you and eight of the outputs belong to you, and they're all for different amounts. And the way the math works out for this transaction is that there's literally... Uh, more potential combinations of your Bitcoin cash going into that transaction and then coming it back out. There's more combinations than there are atoms in the entire universe. And so it makes it so that these blockchain analytics companies are trying to follow your coins on the blockchain. They have no idea where it goes. And I really want to get this built directly into the Bitcoin.com wallet. Um, That's not done yet. That's going to be a challenge. Um, But what you can do right now today, and I've goofed around with this a little bit myself, it's not the most elegant solution, but, but it works is you can take the seed that you're using from your Bitcoin.com wallet and you put that same seed into an Electron Cash wallet and let the Electron Cash wallet keep fusing. And the downside is, is your Bitcoin.com wallet will show a bunch of transactions like money coming in and out of your wallet for more than you expect or less than you expect. But like the, the overall balance will always still show there. Um, uh, occasionally Roger, you have to on, re-scan for fun. on that, I don't know if... That unless if it's changed in the last month or so, I've been actively testing that. And your and the the balance that the um, the Bitcoin.com wallet will show if you have Cash Fusion enabled uh, can be massively different. I I've seen swings of tens or in one case over a hundred thousand dollars equivalent uh, in swings in my balance that just was not accurate. I don't know if it's changed recently. Maybe it has, um, or maybe if you scan for funds, it'll update the the balance properly. 
but it's it's a little bit of a wonky solution at the moment. So for us diehard people, we can goof around with that wonky solution at the moment. Hopefully we'll have something more elegant in the future. But uh, you're right. There's definitely room for improvement on on that. But uh, And then I think the reusable uh, payment addresses are available in the latest version of the Electron Cash Wallet as well. So yep. hopefully we can get that working with uh, the Bitcoin.com wallet and the Bitcoin Cash Register app as well and, and all that other good stuff. We, we need we need Bitcoin Cash Register app to have a, a landscape mode. Uh, that's what, something that a lot of businesses have been asking about. Supposedly it's being worked on, though, I think. You're not worked on fast enough. I've been asking for a while uh, myself. I might hire an outside company to do that. Or if there's some developers on here that want to you know, bang it out, like it's all open source already anyhow, uh, I'd be happy to send some Bitcoin cash their way for someone that, uh, that does Same that. Here. I, I'm willing to How many clip thoughts of that? Just quickly, guys, has anyone got the tweet for the St. Kitts meetup that uh, you can post up into the nest? I, I couldn't find yeah, it myself. I, I'll, I'll post it. I'll post it. Just give me one sec. And uh, Justin, do you want to go ahead? Uh, yeah, uh, something somebody else said before about adoption and getting businesses onboarding and having trouble finding POSs. I would say there are a ton of POS systems out there that are readily available, some open source, some not, some proprietary, that meet different people's needs. But if somebody does mostly online business and they're not technically competent enough to host their own like BTC pay server or something, I use coin payments and I've try and get everyone I work with to use coin payments because it allows me to accept any shit coin anyone wants to pay in and it settles me in Bitcoin cash. So it's what I want to hold is Bitcoin cash. That's what I get. Even if they're spending Dogecoin or Litecoin or whatever, I get the Bitcoin cash. Um, and, or I could hold, I could have it settled in fiat if I wanted to, but I choose not to. Um, one question I had for Roger, you talk about money of the world and money for the world for the future. Do you think maybe the HODL mentality uh, that is kind of infiltrated the crypto space as a whole is a detriment to progressing towards that future? And for example, I live in a I'm very fortunate to live in a very crypto-centric community in Manchester, New Hampshire, where I can buy my groceries with crypto. I, can, I pay my rent in crypto. Um, most of my day-to-day transactions with friends uh, in my community can be done in crypto, and Bitcoin Cash is very prevalent here, as well as Monero and Zcash and other coins as well. Uh, but I, I was doing a, a transaction the other day with a friend um, at a market day, and he was paying me in Monero, and one of our resident maxis spoke up, why would you spend the good money instead of the bad money? And this mentality I see where people are looking at crypto as the quote-unquote good money to hold and wait on and not spend while you still have dollars to spend and get rid of, I almost feel like is detrimental towards working towards a utilization adoption of crypto as money instead of just as an investment tool for people to increase their net worth in U.S. dollars. How do you feel about that mentality infesting the crypto community and what do we do to counter it? Yeah, I, I think that has kind of delayed some of the adoption, although I've heard like, a, I'll, I'll tell a story. So like uh, way back in 2011, I think the Winklevoss twins were going to invest in this company called BitInstant. Maybe some of the people on the call already know what BitInstant is. For those that don't, it was kind of like the very, very first time ever that it, in the US and a few other countries, it became easy-ish to get Bitcoin. You could go to 7-Eleven, Walgreens, CVS, and a bunch of other places with cash and have Bitcoin within like a half an hour. 
And so anyhow, the, the Winklevoss twins were going to make their investment in that. And uh, I told them they should pay their investment money in Bitcoin. And they're like, no, 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 we want to hold our Bitcoin. So we're going to give dollars. I'm like, no, just take the dollars that you would have used for the investment, buy more Bitcoin and send the Bitcoin. And that's what I think people should do with and if they with any money, whether it's fiat or other cryptocurrencies, just take the, the money that you think isn't as good and buy more of the money that you think is good and then use that good money to pay for whatever that is that you, that you need. And uh, I'm sure you're part of the Free State Project as well. That was the very first group that I, that's who I heard about the, the Bitcoin from for the first time. That was the very first group that I focused my outreach effort to by, uh, you know, I went to Porkfest and gave everybody there. I could some Bitcoin and was sending, you know, the hosts of Free Talk Live uh, Bitcoin to, you know, distribute to everybody there because like I knew libertarians would understand uh, just how powerful of a tool this is as well. Can I say something too, as I, I think hodling is great and, and, you know, and I think that's an essential function of a, of a medium exchange in the sense that when you, when you receive money, you want to be able to spend it any, at any time in the future that you want to choose rather than having to spend it early because the price is going down. You know, so if the price is stable or the price is going up, that gives you the power to choose when you spend your money. Uh, I think the problem with the HODL mindset is more that there's this false dichotomy that's been set up where the maxis make the argument essentially that if Bitcoin is more usable as cash, it's not a store value. I think that's false. That's that's a, st a stupid position. If if the Bitcoin block is, is raised, then it's not a store of value. And I think we could we could push back against that, but not undermine the idea that you know savings and capital accumulation is a is a great thing, and that more Bitcoiners with more wealth is a good thing. Yeah, that's a good distinction. It's it's you know it, the whole the hold it's to be able to use in the future. Yes, uh, the, the tricky thing is it, it's making the distinction between huddled as it. Oh, it's num numbers go up, uh, mer, yay. Uh, numbers go down, boo. Um, that's that seems to be what the majority of the community considers to be hodling, and you know, but it's a, yeah, it's a good point to make that you know we we should well, the, maybe it's good to make the distinction that you know well, hodling doesn't necessarily mean just for investment; it means also to uh, you know, so you can actually spend it elsewhere. You're not immediately exchanging it for a stable coin or cash or something else. Well, the goal is to be able to use it at some point in the future. And if, if, but the problem with Bitcoin is they seem to have completely, you know, gotten rid of the idea that you should be able to use it in the future. It's it's you know because it's not usable now or not very usable now, right? So well, and some I, of the I, some of the issue is that the, the the narrative has shifted so that you know they they've argued that the direction it goes is sort of opposite of what we expect now, right? So they said, oh, it'll be useful as cash eventually. That's still part of the narrative. It's just not yet, or or it is pretty with the lightning until you know as it, as the lightning gets better, it'll become more of a medium of exchange. But I think it's probably worth pointing out that like at least you know given my very limited uh, economic. Uh, education, it's like that, that's not the direction it goes. The direction it goes is something that starts out useful as a medium of exchange. And then as long as it remains useful as a medium of exchange, volatility goes down and it stops being a speculative asset. And then you can start using it as a store of value. Um, and, you know, then it's like not so much holding as it is like, oh, the price is going to go up a lot. It's no, I, I hold it because I'm holding on to it because I know I'm going to be able to spend it later. And we right. already thought like well, I was I was gonna say, say, all I the historical, if I can jump in, the yeah. historical economists, they all say exactly that. Things start out as a medium of exchange, and then they transform into also being used as a store of value. And that's what the theory says. But we already got to see that firsthand with Bitcoin in practice. Nobody was using Bitcoin as a store of value. They were using it as a medium of exchange on the Silk Road. And then on the Silk Road, they started using it as a medium of exchange in like normal, like uh, non-illegal e-commerce. And then from there... 
people started saying, oh, maybe I'll use this as a store of value as well. But the, it was very clear with the Silk Road, the medium of exchange came first. And I'm sorry, whoever I, I talked over a little bit to get that point out. But the Silk Road is is proof of that. Sorry, so before, you, before the next person speaks, can I just we've got an issue that we've got lots of we've got our speakers are full. Sherry's uh, requesting uh, she was actually the co-host, um, but I can't invite anyone in because it's full. So could everyone that wants to speak, please put their hand up. Um, and for anyone that doesn't put their hand up, I'm going to kick them out and then I can add in. There's yeah Sherry and, and a few others that would like to jump in. So I just want to make one, one final point and drop out. Yeah, but I, I just want to say, I think there's a difference between hodling as in it's my savings. I make money to save money and increase my net worth versus hodling as an investment. And I look at the maxi community and people who are using crypto and Bitcoin as an investment and rallying around the whole market cry for it as they're not really the crypto community. They're the U.S. dollar community that's just latched onto crypto as an investment to increase their holding of U.S. dollars because I, I that's think- what they care about. I don't think that matters so much. I mean, the, the people are going to use money for all sorts of things that we don't agree with. They're going to have all sorts of ideologies and mindsets about it. And some people are going to be totally committed to the idea of just holding an asset to, for the number to go up. And I don't think that that is, is a problem in a, in a free market. People are going to use things for all sorts of things. And we should just be happy that people are, are using it. I think the issue is that these people have decided that it doesn't really like that they can just hamstring the system and that nobody else who wants to use it matters. You know, Bitcoin Cash, the great thing about it is that anyone who wants to use it as a, a tool to invest in, they can just hold it and we don't need to worry about it because we can still spend it. Um, the problem with Bitcoin is is they've set up a, a world where only one type of user gets to exist. Yeah, you know, exactly. The, the best money yeah. is the yeah. most tolerant money. It's the money that's used by everybody, stupid people, smart people, bad people, uh, good people. Uh, I totally that agree with you, Derek, but that depends on that use case. Like, for example, like uh, there is an investment portfolio for people like I have a risk appetite of X, X number of dollars. Then I will be investing X number of dollars for investing and I have a risk appetite for X number of dollars. Then I will be using X number of cryptos or like fiat for spending. So that depends on user to user and use case to use case. Not you can't distinguish that on the basis of crypto or on the basis of fiat, that depend that totally depends on the use case that you are putting into, and your the value generated you are getting off from the chain or from the project or from the goods and services that you are consuming. Roger, quick point: Could you add Sherry as co-host? He may have slipped away for a second, but uh, Fiendish, in, in the meantime, uh, I sent no, I'm, I'm adding her. I'm just oh. uh, figuring out the interface. <laughs> there you go. Because there's one, yeah, just one. No, there's two people that are requesting to come in. Uh, Fiendish, uh, I sent you a, uh, I sent you the link to the Bitcoin Cash 2022 conference. Uh, I sent the Sherry too. So whoever wants to post, I can't since I don't, I think only hosts can post. But uh, if you want to post the link for everyone so they can follow along. <laughs> You are totally ever challenging me right now. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea how to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, with Sherry still host, she can do it because I it's think okay, she can do it Hey, nice. Done. There we go. Thank you. You know, I, I have something to say since the conference has been mentioned and Mark Falzon is listening. So, Mark, make sure whenever you deal with the hotel and the places, everybody should be able to book their hotel room with BCH. That's the key of the BCH conference, eh? That's one important thing we have to handle that. 
I mean, we need to make sure that is in the press and we need to make sure that is in everywhere that, that hits every single uh, press outlet because I think that's a huge thing. And I really think that could go international press in a lot of places because, you know, a crypto convention that actually uses conven uh, crypto, that must be a first, right? Yes. Uh, and Shin Martin, I mean, you guys will actually, when I, when I post it, I see so much. I've never seen so much negative posts in my life when we post about BCH. And BTC just gets with it. They post a guy buying ice cream, not showing his wallet. And everybody's like, yeah, and he gets 100 likes. We are posting proper videos. And we're like, proof of receipt. Proof unedited video. Yeah, yeah we, we won't mention George here, right? We're, we're, we're keeping it positive, Sonny. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. But we never, we never, I've never seen, uh, not because we, we, we are just now on a BCH chat, but I've never seen Bitcoin Cash, negative talk, any other cryptocurrency. And when we post how much it goes, it's really a craziness. Uh, before I used to get like, I'm really very hyper in my life. And I used to go crazy about it. And now, and especially after a few beers, now I take it easy. I'm like, now it doesn't bother me anymore. I can only imagine uh, Roger, how he must have coped with it. But oh my God, it's, it's crazy. But I just actually nowadays started to text them and say, where are we complaining about anything? Now somebody says about investment and says, Look, BCH, from 250 to 180. But look at you, fuck, 69,000 to 28,000. Now, what's more hurting? You went bankrupt, technically, or you made people bankrupt. We did not. Yeah, but you're right about the negativity on uh, BCH. It's, it's really crazy. On uh, I posted just, um, there was someone asking about what's the, the best cryptocurrency or, or the best one to invest in. And I uh, this year, and I just said, well, because of uh, Kim.com's file shop that's releasing uh, later this year, um, for me, Bitcoin Cash uh, is is the, the one to pick. And this post, I think, was deleted. Um, the 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 original post on cryptocurrency was deleted, but nevertheless, uh, people were finding uh, my post um, and and downvoting it. So it was just a negative five or six. I mean, it's not huge, but the point is that how are people even finding this to to downvote it? So yeah, Bitcoin Cash is has a lot of uh, people, a lot of agents, a lot of people that are trying yeah, to and, shit and, on it. Anybody speaks about utility, I never see their, their reply on it. Never. They only talk about price. They, they don't worry about themselves. Sunny, but next yes, time you can quote uh, Tesla, like 1100 to, from 1100 to $660. No, no, I don't, I don't like to quote anybody. You see, I believe in the betterment for Bitcoin Cash than to speak negative. Because if I put my energy, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to change myself. So instead of fighting them, I want to use the same energy, doubling up our, our onboarding. It's easier to do that. But like, like you just now, a few minutes back, mentioned about the government introducing the 28% GST. But you see, it's so easy to talk. And so many people actually don't even understand, to be honest. I actually studied it. So when I'm not doing anything, I try to check the Indian laws, what they came up with. But if I would not be updated and I'm a new listener, I'd fucking be scared. I'm like, oh, 28% GST on that. 28% of GST, what Hirsch is saying. So we really have to actually uh, proposals. Uh, actual laws, legalities, illegalities. People are just being scared in India because they don't even still know that you can actually accept crypto and there is nothing wrong in it. They just have to correct, uh, decide the regulations. You, you know, now, I, I would like to say, like, quote an insider thing, like, you know why Indian government started regulating crypto? Not because of the investors, like, investors are holding. Only because of the transactions they are doing, like, settlement thing. 
I'll quote example from Delhi. Like Delhi is uh, one of the biggest import hub for electronics. In Delhi, there is a place called Karol Bag. In Karol Bag, what happens? No, they import electronics from China. And what happens? In 2019, there was a suppose a volume of 1,000 crore in Indian rupees in a monthly basis from the merchant or one from the owners. And in the COVID time, they saw a decline of around 30 to 40 percent in the volume. Although electronic segment is growing rapidly, then they decided to go more deeper into this, and they got to know that they are using crypto like as a payment for the settlement of the goods and stuff like that. Then the they set up a committee and they decided to like tax the thing because they are losing money on like international settlement. They are losing track of. I will tell you something. I will interrupt, but. There was an interview of the former minister of finance from Saint Martin, and you mm-hmm. should listen to it about money laundering, about bad things. About he said recently in the last month in Holland they have caught people with millions and millions of dollars, euros in bags. That conventional money always was happening. There is nothing that we can do to stop it. A, B, C. They will still keep on doing it. In fact, we are more more on the place where it's it's impossible when you import. and you whether you send the money when you saying that they import 1000 crores they were sending money, money by crypto forget about crypto for a minute they would send by cash they would still smuggle the goods indian government would still miss out on the duties and taxes how does it differentiate how they send the money they would have anyway smuggled it smuggling it because they in indian customs you have to pay proof of payment this that so that's actually irrespective of uh, some things but people just speak like this and we have to make them understand This is cash. Exactly, treat Bitcoin cash as how would you treat cash? Merchants ask me, how do you declare it? I mean, that's not my business. How do you treat your cash? If I come to your business and buy a beer for ten dollars and I give you cash, how do you treat it? Exactly, treat Bitcoin cash the same. Kentucky Fried Chicken, Burger King, most of the major brand chains like these are worldwide franchises. They have in the system Bitcoin cash. I mean, I'll post a receipt. I did on Twitter already. and you can see it so when you close your system there is how you treat it as cash and that's how i actually stick to my statement that's correct yeah. and this is pch would be next paydem of india and this is why the war on drugs just didn't work it's always going to happen you're totally right there uh, sunny nothing's going to stop it we we've got actually three people that've had their hands up for a very long time so andreas would you like to go ahead and take the stage yeah hey guys um i'm from the bitcoin sv community though i was in bitcoin cash um back in the original split and stuff although it kind of feels strange saying I'm from the Bitcoin SV community you know but it is what it is I use Bitcoin cash welcome. as well yeah yeah <laughs> you're and, welcome uh, anyway and and uh, I I use Bitcoin cash you know like and I use Bitcoin SV for things I can't do with either you know what I'm saying like there's apps on BSV that I use but then when I'm like trying to transfer coins on exchanges I prefer to use Bitcoin cash cuz it's like a proof of work chain and you know i think we're all in the same camp in like seeing the merits of proof of work as like a a way to just use the capitalist competition to spur growth and to like you know the proof of work system in miners but also in the ecosystem too so it's like we're kind of all on the same page in that regard um but i did have a question um and i would love to hear maybe your someone's comments on that but i do have a question for i think harsh or sunny or maybe as uh, well for you fendis um so i was really impressed with your guys' success and bitcoin cash's success in um being uh, uh approaching merchants and things and getting it adopted to be used at as cash i think that's an excellent um move um 
but being that like Bitcoin Cash didn't, doesn't have like the best reputation in crypto, let's say, like, what kind of pushback were you guys getting, if any? And like, if you can talk to me about some difficulties that you guys faced in like approaching merchants to adopt it. Well, when you speak about reputation, actually, a lot of things have happened in the last two weeks or one week that has clarified a lot about Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash reputation. Some people went from some cryptos went from 100 to zero. Stable currencies have disappeared from the market, wiping off billions. Uh, Bitcoin itself, I don't like to name it because I don't like you know to say anything bad about it. But they have went from I I don't even I was not even introduced to crypto when it was 69,000 and now it's 29. So I don't know how Bitcoin Cash has a bad reputation. I really need an explanation for that first. But to clarify now, anyways, we are. Bitcoin Cash is being more used as a utility. There is no other currency and I've tried everything. Whatever people claim, I want to actually see. I want to see the videos. If they say there's a Lightning Network or Dogecoin or any other currency, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's Facebook. It's open to the whole world. Can you please post a video, one video where you buy a beer and actually it goes through without any transaction fees and instant? Where is it? I've not seen one. I'm sorry, but I've not seen one. Yeah. Uh, can I interject there real quickly just to point out that uh, they, he did his fake video of he paid the store to accept Bitcoin on his own device for one transaction. And then turns out they didn't actually accept Bitcoin, didn't even know what it was. Yeah. And could I come on at that real quick and just point out that the, the bad reputation, the people with uh, whom Bitcoin Cash has a bad reputation are for the most part, at least, you know, given my experience, the crypto people. And they're not necessarily the people we're trying to bring on board, right? The, the crypto people are 99% people who want to increase their value in fiat. So when you're going around telling people like, okay, use this tool, we'd like, we'd like you to use this money that we're really enthusiastic about, you know, the, the chances of them saying like, oh, be cash, that's be trash, like, I think are pretty slim. And so it's more about, you know, saying like, it's, it's trying to talk to them and realize like what are their problems and how can you solve them and, and, and make them realize that yes this is something you want them to do but it benefits both of you you know guys yeah let's we, not we kid us. have one day where all influencers on twitter like make a post about bitcoin cash and we all tag elon to it you know elon is i think one of the biggest influencer in the world and he talks about adopting bitcoin for tesla dogecoin for tesla why not put a case for bitcoin cash we all make a post about bitcoin cash make it a bitcoin cash day the, and tag elon these strategies don't work uh not on reddit and not on twitter because those are highly centralized controlled places and if they don't want this kind of promotion and they don't, it's just not going to happen. So the, the only alternative we have right now is like a, a telegram seems to be working fine. There's no, we, we control, we, there's no censorship there from telegram. We kind of control it ourselves and uh, we just have to go out in the real world because like this, uh, the, the idea we get from social media that Bitcoin cash is hated is, is also fake. It, it's, it's, Sure, there's there's a small amount of of people in the real world that have been influenced by propaganda, but you can literally go outside and try meet a couple hundred people, and if you show them how Bitcoin Cash works for the first time in their life, then that's always going to be Bitcoin for them, no matter what happens. So if anybody ever tries to talk them into the Lightning Network, they're just going to be like, well, that's not Bitcoin because Bitcoin is just like you scan it, you send it, and it arrives. 
So, you know, we're, we're, BCH, we're just a reminder, next time, can you please pop your hand up because there have been a lot of people with their hands up. Just oh, a reminder sorry. to everyone. And anyone who's finished speaking, if you want to just uh, pop down to listener once you've done, that would be great so we can bring other people up. But, yeah, if you can just be mindful with people that, that have got their hands up. So I'll let you finish and then we'll go to Daniel. Yeah, sorry, I haven't really used Twitter space as much. I'm kind of new to how it works. I just want to say that, like, we're, we're, we're really putting too much. Like, see, the propaganda gets in your head, and then you always get kind of in whoever you're talking to, you kind of get in this defensive mode. And we got to get out of that. Like, uh, there's nothing wrong with with Bitcoin Cash. And uh, nobody thinks that there's anything wrong with Bitcoin Cash. All, 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 that, all that hate is just on social media, which we don't control, which is a lost battle. So it's just, it's completely distorted. So, you know, just... <laughs> Just show, show how BCH works to people you meet in the real world. That's the only thing you have to do. Guys, sorry, sorry. I, to to I have to leave. I have a little, uh, some people to coming home right now. Thank you, every, everyone. And I'll, I might join back soon if I get a time. Uh, I really hate to leave this conversation. Thanks. Guys, sir. take care. Roger, thanks, everybody. Thank you. Take care. And I just wanted to quickly say the person who, who made that statement was from BSV. And I'm guessing they were looking for ways to overcome uh, so much uh, animosity, I guess, because of the uh, Craig Wright suing everyone. But that has nothing to do with Bitcoin Cash. So we'll go to Daniel. Please go ahead, Daniel. Hi, thanks. Uh, I just want to know if there is any country adopting Bitcoin Cash as a legal tender. And another question is for Roger. Uh, what's his opinion about what's going on in El Salvador? That's okay. Thanks. Yeah, so we saw uh, Minister Bryson in St. Martin uh, has already started accepting his salary in Bitcoin Cash and submitted legislation to make it official legal tender in St. Martin. Um, it's important to know that like anywhere that I've been involved in any way with that, we've been specifying very clearly that it's voluntary. People can choose to use it. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not mandated by law, whereas in El Salvador, it seems to be that they're forcing businesses, saying that you have to accept this by a... Uh, force of law. And, and I'm a fan of voluntarism. I want people to be able to decide that they want to use Bitcoin Cash because it's useful. And it'll be nice to, to have that, you know, codified in law that, hey, yeah, this is just fine to do that. You don't have to worry about it at all. But it's not just St. Martin. There's a, a number of other countries that are looking into that uh, as well. And it's again, it's not from the top down. It's from the bottom up. It's just because people are already just naturally using Bitcoin Cash as cash. And uh, I hope we can get some uh, other people that have requested to be speakers in here. Let's start cycling through so people uh, can have their say and uh, have everybody be able to have a, have a chance as well. And I want to ask if it's the real Milo uh, Yiannopoulos uh, waiting there as well. I, I know he was gone from Twitter for a while. Maybe it's a parody count. Uh, I'll be ecstatic if it's him because I've enjoyed a lot of his uh, past uh, past media, social media stuff. Oh, Milo is great. I hope so. But we need someone else to um, hop out of the speaker area so we can make room for the additional speakers. So, Mark, did you maybe, Roger, make Mark a, a co-host so that we can have more speakers come up or someone else? Yep, on it right now. You can get yep. me off, uh, off a speaker. And who, who said that again? I was uh, adding Mark. That's, to Maybe Shrey that's can... Shrey, uh, Shrey TV. Uh, you can get me off of a speaker so somebody else gets a chance. Okay. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. 
And while we're figuring all this out, just one more thing I'd like to comment on El Salvador. Uh, I mean, again, largely, it. I mean, besides just forcing all businesses to accept PTC, firstly, it's not. It's lightning. And they've also gave, was it, 25 or $30 to, quote-unquote, every El Salvadorian citizen uh, through their own lightning wallet application. And with lightning centralized and also censorable nature, uh, it gives the government the same power the banks and the government already had with normal accounts by being able to monitor people's transactions, their spending habits, it enables them to see what they're doing. If they want, they could possibly censor the money or shut down those KYC accounts that you need to have that application. It just gives them the ability to monitor over everyone, which is, is not, it's, it's not really the goal. And then anyone who speaks out against it, they get arrested and who knows, maybe tortured or otherwise. I mean, Mark, Mark, I know, met up at uh, uh, Bitcoin 2022 with one guy that was arrested in El Salvador for speaking out against the, uh, the method of which they used to promote it. I'm just mindful that the wild goat has had his hand up or her hand up for a while. So, uh, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we okay. can hear. Uh, yeah. So uh, my my question is that I've been in crypto space for a while now, and I use Bitcoin Cash. I love it, and like how it has overtaken Bitcoin in terms of real world utility. Uh, well, the place where I come from, uh, there's been a talk uh, in the community on Monero flipping Bitcoin Cash. And uh, so this is my question to Roger Ward. Uh, in addition to privacy concerns, which I'm sure you would acknowledge, there seems to be a change in narrative on which is getting to be a, a more used P2P digital cash. And I also learned that there's been a concern around uh, this Monero's hidden inflation. Uh, that's something I hear can be proven with math and with a lower transaction fee. So I want to ask you what features would Bitcoin Cash provide in the future to counter this narrative? So I would like to understand this from you. Thanks. Yeah, so Bitcoin Cash, there's there's not the same sort of risk of a hidden inflation bug if there's in, uh, you know inflation hack of some sort, like there was on BTC and then the Bitcoin Cash devs pointed it out to them so they could fix it. Um, if that happens on Bitcoin Cash, it'll be public and people will know about it right away. And in fact, like Monero is so awesome and so many people have bought it, like I kind of have to wonder Maybe there's already an inflation bug and the person that's exploiting the inflation bug is just doing the, you know, the long, slow roll with that so they can extract as much money over a longer period of time rather than blowing up Monero all at once by, you know, making a billion coins and then selling them. Because why is the price of Monero not already higher? And it's been around a long time. It's used almost exclusively in, in the dark net at this point. Uh, Monero is awesome. Why isn't the price higher already? And so... I think the combination of that and the fact that governments have preemptively banned it again, you know, in Japan, Singapore, Korea, and a number of other countries, the exchanges are not allowed to list it. And we talked earlier, you know, Coinbase and blockchain in the West, those are some of the biggest wallets and account platforms. They're not allowed to, or they're scared to list it. If they're not allowed to directly, it's because they're, they're scared to list it. That's a big problem. Uh, Bitcoin Cash has Cash Fusion, which is an amazing privacy tool. And then the reusable payment addresses uh, or payment codes or whatever the acronym they're using for it now 
can give Bitcoin Cash some privacy in a similar ballpark to Monero if people use it properly. And hopefully the wallet software can come uh, so it makes it just super easy and, and uses those things by, by default. But uh, it doesn't have to be an either, either or. Uh, have some Monero. Like Mon I do. I, Monero's fantastic. I guess one of the things I like the least about Monero, if I can uh, talk about it, and it's not, I guess it's not an attack on Monero directly, but uh, Tim Draper, uh, the you know, world famous venture capitalist, he bought a bunch of Bitcoin cash. I explained it to him. I explained the differences. Uh, he literally bought millions of dollars of Bitcoin cash. And then he put out a real nice tweet about it saying, you know, thank you at Roger Veer for telling about Bitcoin cash on, on Twitter or something to that effect. But my Twitter ID is Roger K. Veer. So he tagged some old golfer guy or something in uh, Florida. But then the Twitter sphere blew up uh, about it. And then uh, one of these Monero guys literally said, oh, I called Tim Draper's office. He confirms his account has been hacked. He would never be true tweeting about Bcash. And all these trolls came out of the woodwork attacking his Twitter account for saying a positive thing about Bitcoin Cash to where he eventually did delete the tweet just because he didn't want to deal with it. And then like the Cointelegraph and other, other uh, news outlets out there started reporting out, oh, Tim Draper's account was hacked uh, to promote Bitcoin Cash. He didn't actually do it and this and that. When like the fact of the matter is he absolutely did. He bought a bunch of Bitcoin Cash and then the anti-Bitcoin cash trolls came out of the woodwork and, and trolled them away from it. And like that just, uh, I don't know, leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like I, you'll never hear me say anything bad about Monero. Monero is awesome. Zcash is awesome. Like there's a bunch of amazing privacy coins out there. The biggest downside of the privacy coins for the most part is the potential for hidden inflation bugs and the fact that governments have preemptively banned them because they're so bad. Uh, I'm sorry, because they're so they're so good. The privacy is so strong that they prevent uh, preemptively ban them. So that's my uh, rant on uh, Monero and privacy coins in general and why I think Bitcoin Cash is the best privacy coin because like it's not preemptively banned and you can have a really strong privacy on Bitcoin Cash. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, Roger. I appreciate your, uh, your kind words. Thanks. Thank you. And I saw Milo had his hand up. I'm curious to hear if this is the real Milo or just another Milo fan out there. Hi, everyone. <clears throat> Sorry, a little bit under the weather. Um, no, I, I just want to say I support Bitcoin Cash because anything that gets the money supply out of the hands of the central banking Jews, I'm all in favor of. So I don't think that's the real Milo, but thank you for the support and uh, the racist troll comment there as well. So, um, <laughs> well, well played, well trolled. Uh, well, I, I see that uh, Rolando is here with us. Do we want to get him on stage? Yeah, let me uh, let me do that right now. And someone else can say something while I'm uh, figuring out the whole uh, interface here as well. So. so I just really wanted to re reiterate something I heard uh, emergent re reasons uh, John Neary talk about recently, which is that, you know, we talk about how we have the issue with marketing with Bitcoin Cash. But uh, I'd like people to sort of keep in mind that, you know, Bitcoin Cash is probably one of, if not the only, like, legitimately decentralized products out there. And some people will be like, ha ha, that's so funny. But, like, I think it's really the case. And what that means is that we don't have not just, oh, we don't, we're, we're decentralized, so, you, so we have censorship resistance and all this stuff, but it's actually like a somewhat a downside in the short term because we don't have a set group of people making decisions about how Bitcoin Cash is going to be uh, marketed. And so it requires a you know, bottom-up solution and it requires people sort of figuring things out on their own in a decentralized way. And so that takes time and it's hard work, but it also sort of creates this, you know, they talk about uh, in, in or uh, anti-fragility and stuff like that. Like if we really want to be anti-fragile, 
that's the way to do it, to make it so that we're a distributed group of people all taking action collectively, you know, and leaders are leading, but in no way coercing anyone else. And so th these are muscles that Bitcoin Cash is like flexing now. Um, and but like we were only flexing them now because we managed to spend years figuring out, like building up these muscles and realizing, oh, like we really can't have the central anything, you know, people are constantly constantly talking about, oh, we, let's get a some sort of group together or board. And it's like, well, maybe that would be OK in the short term. But in the long term, it seems like this is this is the way to go. And so one, like I think we're already doing great. But then two, it really is up to each and every one of us to step up however much we can to to market Bitcoin Cash or, or do whatever it is we can that we think, you know, relates to marketing Bitcoin Cash. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I just really like that analogy that it's muscles that, that we're building up that maybe other people are sort of ahead of us on because they have this huge amount of, you know, seed funding from whatever venture capitalists and they've got, you know, the ability to make fancy graphics and stuff. And they've got one person in charge deciding where everything goes. But in the long term, that's not going to work out. And I think Bitcoin Cash has a, like, we're, we're, we're positioned pretty well. Yep, absolutely agree with that. And, uh, and I think the, the, the community spirit that's been seen now um, since the, the last split, it's just amazing. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And I think we can see that in this uh, spaces, how many people have turned up. There's so much going on with the Bitcoin Cash community, despite the fact we don't have that centralized marketing strategy. And that's, that's fantastic. And even while Sonny is not on the, the spaces here with us, uh, he's texting me that I don't know who this person is, but he says he has the Elon Musk of cricket, which cricket's like a, I don't know, Caribbean baseball type game. I don't know much about, but apparently has some cricket superstar that's going to help him promote Bitcoin Cash in Jamaica. And so Ro yeah, Ro Roger, stopped. cricket is the biggest sport in India by far. Everyone plays cricket all the time, and that's it. <laughs> so that's well, I don't know huge. much about cricket, but he claims to have the Elon Musk of cricket. So. That's amazing. I mean, it, that that will help in in India. That will be huge. Really, that will be that will be like having uh, I'm not really into football, but uh, the David Beckham of the day. That's huge. Yeah, for all the cricket fans out there, uh, so I'll, maybe I'll have to learn something about There's that. almost 2 billion of them, Roger. Don't underestimate this. <laughs> yeah. So maybe uh, Fiendish Crypto, like this was your idea to begin with. I I'm just going to let you take over as like the main speaker. Uh, I'm listening for a bit longer, but I I'm going to head to bed here pretty soon. But uh, amazing to see such a great turnout here. Uh, so thank you guys all, all as I'll continue to listen as I go to sleep tonight. Yes, thank you, Roger. Um, and thank you for reopening the Bitcoin Cash part two. We had some technical issues with the first one. Uh, Twitter kicked us out after one hour. Um, but this one seems to be working just fine. Um, and yeah, what a show. Um, also had some feedback in the Bitcoin Cash community that Twitter's also shown that well over 1,000 people viewed um, the original part of this. And my guessing is it'll be something similar, if not more, for the second part. Um, is there anyone that would like to speak um, or become a speaker? I, Rolando Bryson was, was there, but I think now he's gone. But if anyone would like to speak, just, yeah, just request. I just wanted to also point out that I've posted the, um, the meeting that's happening on the 12th to the 13th of November, the conference for Bitcoin Cash. If anyone wants to click on that, that's up in the nest. 
Thank you for that, Sherry. Yeah, maybe Sherry needs to be the new uh, organizer for this. She definitely seems to know what she's doing with uh, Twitter spaces. So thank you, Sherry. And maybe Sherry knows, like, if I drop off as the host, is that going to end the entire thing? Or will it be able to continue on with the co-hosts here? Because I, I want to give, like, another slot to speakers, but I don't want to. I think, he needs, a transfer. I think he needs a transfer host. No, he, he can't transfer it. So, Roger, when you close the space down, the whole space will close. The only option you have is to go to bed and leave your phone on. Okay, I'll, okay. I'll stick around for a little bit longer. But uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I see one uh, Rohan with laser eyes, though. I'd, I'd love to hear it. He put his hand up. Let's... Uh, Let's see what the laser eyes have to say, please. Hey, Roger. Nice to be talking to you. Uh, so you were the first person whose video I saw back in, I think, 2015, 2016. And that was my introduction to Bitcoin. And uh, I, of course, uh, I didn't buy it back then because I, I, that was the moment when I thought I understood it, but didn't really. And then I came back during the block size wars was happening. And uh, uh, there was just so much hate about you in the Bitcoin community that... Until 2019, I actually completely bought that. And they were calling you Bitcoin Judas and whatnot. And everybody was just hating on Bitcoin Cash in general. And uh, so I'm just wondering, like now now that we, you know, uh, attending all the Bitcoin Maxi Twitter spaces, you just see a lot of hate for altcoins in general. And there's a special kind of hate for the folks in particular, like Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash. So I'm just wondering because newbies come in and then during the bear market, you know, that hit rate goes even more because the price action is completely against all, all the folks and everything. And it's all about Bitcoin. So I'm just wondering, like when new people enter into the market, how do people see Bitcoin cash adoption going on? Because the narrative is so strong against Bitcoin cash that new people enter in and until they actually read the white papers and do their research, it's just difficult to understand because it, everybody introduces at least the max has introduced this as bitcoin crap or something like that right uh so that's one question and then also roger i would love to hear your thoughts about litecoin as well possibly as of today yeah a lot of a lot of stuff there i i guess uh I, the, the thing so a lot of people maybe don't realize this when this when the bitcoin scaling stuff was starting to heat up on the block size I was agnostic. I, w I wasn't sure. I wanted to listen. Maybe I thought maybe there is an argument for keeping the block small. And so I was just quiet and I was listening and reading and, and you know, following the, the arguments. And, and my heart already leaned towards the big block side. But I thought, you know, maybe there's some other points to consider. And I didn't take any stance on it at all until the, the small block side went out of their way to start censoring anybody that was a big blocker. And I saw, wait a minute, one side supporting free speech. The other side supporting uh, uh, censorship. Well, it's clear I'm on the side of the free speech, and the free speech side is the big block side. And so that's when I decided to speak up and throw my my voice uh, in there. And uh, I'm sorry, I, I forget what the second question was because I'm getting ready to go to bed here pretty soon, and uh, <laughs> I'm, my energy level is fading. But uh, yeah, I think we have to overcome uh, this negative negativity towards Bitcoin Cash and just show people, hey. Bitcoin Cash is awesome. It works. Just try it. Uh, name calling is not an argument. And that's about the only thing that the, the BTC camp has. It's a bunch of name calling and censorship. Uh, anybody that tries to use it can see like Bitcoin Cash works better than Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and yeah, the second question was just uh, your general thoughts on Litecoin as well as of today. Yeah, um, I think Litecoin's a contender as well. Uh, I just I like the 
I guess the part that I found frustrating is Charlie Lee, like Litecoin clearly does have a founder that's known and everybody knows. He was one of the biggest voices calling out to cripple Bitcoin uh, and to not allow it to scale and not allow the blocks to be increased uh, while Litecoin is right there ready to, to take over for it. And they were telling everybody, oh, Litecoin is silver to Bitcoin's gold was the slogan for a long time. And like, it's true, Litecoin is better than Bitcoin. But like, I think that's a dirty mm -hmm. tactic to like, oh, intentionally like throw sand in the gears of Bitcoin while your product is right there ready to, to, to take over like that. That just kind of felt dirty to me. So I, I never uh, took that big of an interest or liking to, to Litecoin, but it, it's clearly a contender. I and mean, there's lots of transactions and, you know, market cap and uh, lots of adoption. So good for them. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Okay, the Bitcoin uh, out loud. You've got your hand up. Would you like to take the stage? Yeah, I just wanted to quick point out that like there's there's sort of the two groups of people that get introduced to crypto, right? There's there's the people that get introduced to the market, and then there are the people that get introduced to it as a tool. And so again, like as much as we might feel like there's this big problem of like, well, what about all these people entering the market that you know see that the price is down or or you know get exposed to whatever propaganda? That's you know, not necessarily something that we just totally want to ignore, but at the same time, there's a much, 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 much bigger group of people out there that just haven't uh, used crypto and that could actually use it as a tool. Now, is the are, they might actually still be the, the people willing to sort of try this new technology, even though there's a huge number of people that could benefit from it, the people willing to actually try it might be relatively small. But at least I would argue that's where the, the progress is going to be made, at least in our sort of long-term growth as a payment network. And so, you know, we, we could spend our time, you know, we're, uh, thinking about the people entering the market, but if instead we just focus our time finding people that will find Bitcoin Cash useful and then slowly create demand for it because they actually need it to do what they need to do, you know, that, that's probably, uh, 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 I say probably, you know, I think it's a pr pretty likely that that's the way to go about it. I mean, I just want to plug like a, a project to you. Like, so uh, One Dot Surgery, they're, they're like uh, the scientific publishing uh, industry is, you know, not, uh, it's, it's a, it's a sort of a shit show. Apparently, you know, you have to pay to basically get your uh, research published and you have to pay to then see other people's research and people are get, are peer reviewing things, you know, for free, uh, just because it's their, you know, job as scientists. And it's like, and, and everyone, and the person who profits off it are these like, huge companies that just do the publishing when, you know, they could be doing basically what they're doing for, you know, tiny amounts of money instead they're charging enormous amounts because they have this uh incumbent position well like one dot surgery has been sort of taking this stance of like well we found something that works as money and that will allow us to uh disrupt that industry we're going to run our own journal where we actually provide stipends to people who, who provide data and uh, also those who do uh, peer review and we're going to be able to do it at for you know not just pennies on the dollar, but pennies on the thousands of dollars compared to uh, how the, the industry is currently handling things. And so like the, the more people we can find like that who, who have an idea or want to do something and Bitcoin Cash helps them do it, th that's really where the uh, uh, progress is gonna be made. And I, and I should point out that like I'm guilty uh, of you know spending a lot more time trying to convince people in the crypto space uh, than I should, but uh, that is my honest opinion, and I'm uh, and I'm working on it. 
I just want to provide a, a, a slightly alternative viewpoint on just one thing you said, which is that, uh, you know, we, we can, it's going to be slower and we can kind of take our time. Uh, I don't, well, overall, I that that is the way to go. I don't think we can take it so super lax, not to suggest that that's what you're mentioning, but just to point, provide clarity on my, on my point of view is that, you know, we, the longer we take to get the word out, and to show people how this tool can be used and just spreading awareness, uh, the longer other communities have to push propaganda or to build their own tools. And yet, yeah, that's great, but we already have the tools available now. And the longer we wait, the more the BTC maximalists can push out their KYC lightning solutions and otherwise and further and further confuse people because this the train has left the station it it's it's moving and it's up to it's up to everyone to really divert the train back onto its 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 proper course before it can be taken so far off that it it would become almost impossible to bring it back if that makes sense yeah and i'm just mindful that there are other people with their hands up we've got cryptic who've joined into the room nitro and brent so if it's okay we'll jump to brent with his hand up Okay, sure. Thanks for um, taking my call or well, I don't even know what to say. I'm new to spaces, but uh, just want to say I've been a long time BTC and crypto early adopter, and I got my BCH from the fork in 2017 from BTC, and I'm still holding on. Investment from that perspective is down a lot. I spend BCH sometimes, not as much as I used to, but from looking at just like the aspect of the price of BCH going up, it's pretty simple. If people, if more people hold it, the price will go up. So if I look at something like that's done well from that perspective recently, um, richardhartshex.com, you know, which is a CD aspect, the question is for Roger. I'm wondering if there's any ideas or maybe it's already uh, built into BCH, some type of CD holding or incentive to hold on to BCH more to, to help people hold it more for the price to go up. I think BCH is clearly the best crypto payment network. Um, but from that perspective, I was wondering if, if Roger knows anything about that. Thank you. You guys aren't going to let me go to bed tonight, are you? Um, there's Sorry, a lot Roger. Happening. It's okay. There's a lot happening uh, on the smart BCH stuff. So you have all these DEXs where you can do your liquidity farming. And so there's like Tango Swap and Miss Swap and you know this and that. And of course, the Bitcoin.com verse DEX. Uh, there's all this stuff happening that'll lock up a lot of Bitcoin cash. And the more Bitcoin cash gets locked up doing liquidity farming or whatever else, the less there is for floating around. So the price will go up over time. So I, I think the really big bullish thing for the price aspect of Bitcoin cash, in addition to the fact that it works so well as cash and there's people using it for that, but I think a lot of it's going to get locked up in different DeFi stuff on the smart Bitcoin cash network. And it's neat to see that uh, ecosystem growing so quickly. Any, any timeline on that, Roger, on when you think those things will be like more available? And is there any type of like marketing strategy at Bitcoin.com to help people become aware of that once it is available? Yeah, I think uh, the big short-term turning point will be once Bitcoin Cash is available inside the Bitcoin.com wallet and people can do the DeFi stuff from there. But even right now today, you can do it with a uh, MetaMask. So grab your MetaMask wallet and uh, you'll have to configure it to use uh, uh, Smart BCH. But I think if you go to, what is it, uh, 
marketcap.cash, I think is the website. It even like gives you a little button that says click this and then it configures everything for you. So it's super easy to do. But uh, I think getting it in the bitcoin.com wallet will be a good uh, big step for that as well. But there's, it's, it's, a, it's a gradual progression that's not a overnight uh, you know, single, single point that makes it all happen. Okay, thanks, Roger. So, and Roger, you said you need to go to bed it. soon, um, and I've got to be honest, I've got to go to bed soon too. Um, but before we, bef- before I leave, um, I'd just like to point out one thing again. The original idea of the um, this opening this space was for a to open up a forum to talk about Bitcoin Cash, P2P Cash, um, but it was designed to be uh, open and for allow, allow people to speak constructively from uh, everywhere in the crypto space. Um, someone's just uh, tweeted me um, now, and I'm going to repeat it exactly. As is written, so ad fiendish crypto. Sherry is censoring, uh, not letting some BSV guys to come up to speak. Uh, Bitcoin should set the example of openness and discussions. I don't know, Sherry, if you want to um, say anything about that. Uh, that's Andreas. He already asked a question. So, yeah, we've got Diesel with his hand up next. I don't think I'm censoring. He's already asked the question. He's down to listener. Go on, Diesel. No, I'm a, I'm a BSV holder, but a BSV community is very toxic. But I just had a question for Roger. Like, uh, are you following the developments in the central bank digital currencies? Do you ever think that uh, any of these bitcoins will actually be used as a like for a cash system? And one last question: Do you still hold your Ripple stock, and do you hold XRP? Uh, so, the last question first: uh, Hold my Ripple stock and hold a bunch of XRP as well. Uh, XRP transactions are super fast, super cheap. With the major, major, major exception is. At a new XRP address, you have to have like 20, a 20 XRP balance, right? So it's like almost $10 at the moment. So it costs $10 worth of XRP to onboard every single new person. So that's a problem. But uh, I have, you know, keep a diverse portfolio. And uh, for those that don't know, all these people that claim, oh, Roger's just a Bcash fan. Like I literally put up the very first dollar to start Ripple. Like it was my money that created like Ripple to get it all started. And so like, uh, I've never, ever, ever been a single coin maximalist. I'm a maximalist for trying a bunch of different things and figuring out what works for the world. And uh, Bitcoin Cash, again, I think is in the pole position to become cash for the world. And uh, again, I'm, I'm uh, falling asleep in bed and listening. I forget what the, the first <laughs> question was there as well. You can repeat it. What was the second question? Was there a second question, Diesel, or was it just that no, one? I was just saying that the, the tax, it doesn't look like the governments are ever going to change the tax treatment on any of these cryptos, so they won't really work well as like a as a currency substitute. They'll be, it's like as they are now, property. So do you see that as a hindrance in the adoption of, of Bitcoin Cash or any of the Bitcoins as like a peer-to-peer electronic cash system? Yeah, that's a huge hindrance, but that's part of why it's exciting to see like you know, Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash being made legal currencies in different countries, it'll be harder for the U.S. or other countries to say like, oh, you were using another country's legal tender so that you have all sorts of, you know, extra capital gains tax or something on that. If you're an American and you use the euro for something uh, up to a pretty significant amount, you don't have to worry about capital gains tax rate and this and that. So um, it'll be nice to see cryptocurrency be in that uh, same position there soon. And just to add on to that, so, um, you know, not to, it's really important to look at what's going on in Europe. So the largest, most, uh, the economical richest country of the EU is Germany. And in Germany, the tax rules are if you hold on to crypto for more than one year, you don't pay tax. Now, of course, we don't want to be hodlers. We want to use our crypto. Um, but there's actually some interesting thing where if you staked uh, or, or earn interest on your coins, that tax limit would go up to 10 years. And the German government are basically bringing out some new laws to say that that won't be the case. And so it will still be tax uh, free 
after one year. And so uh, Germany is certainly sending some signals out that they are they want to stay crypto friendly. They want people to be able to sell uh, crypto without being taxes. Um, so I think that, you know, there's some positive signs, too. It's not all negative what's coming up from governments. And Germany is an important part of uh, the EU. And before um, Roger falls asleep, we might keep going. We've got Nitro down the bottom, and after Nitro, we'll go to Ian. Hey, great. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I First off, I really like what Bitcoin Cash is trying to do with uh, getting adoption as number one. I think that's very, very important. Um, something that I've always had a question on is uh, the security of Bitcoin Cash. Um, as far as I know now, like, the SHA-256 hashing is like 1% of what Bitcoin is right now, something like that. And so as far as I understand it, isn't it like kind of easy to 51% attack Bitcoin Cash? Is there any concern with that? Um, just like to know your thoughts on that. Thank you. Well, there's there's a bit of, I can, I'll provide a little bit on that. So there's the fact that the SHA-256, you know, the other 99% is, you know, mining for the most part btc right but uh the miners uh of the, the sort of on the overall sha 256 network are actually supportive of bitcoin cash and we've seen that um in uh several examples so like during the bsv split and then the most recent you know the ecash abc whatever split like miners will move over hash power or or show their at least show their support signaling wise like for bitcoin cash so as much as sure, it's like, okay, if if we view it as like, oh, could BTC miners, you know, 51% attack Bitcoin cash, and then it's like, okay, sure, it seems like it'd be possible. But then you realize like they're the same miners and they and they just tend to shift like a percentage of their hash power between them. So then the question is, okay, well, uh, how, you know, how much of them actually support Bitcoin cash? And I don't know if we have any hard numbers on that. Maybe someone can help me out there. But I also then want to point out that attacking Bitcoin cash you know, you have to, it's it's a question of whether it'd be profitable, right? Uh, and a fifty one percent attack happening on a coin, you know, make, you could you could almost argue that no matter who it is, it would be bad for crypto overall. You know, and maybe they'd be able to spin it. You know, it's just be cash or whatever. But it, as much as it seems like we're sort of on these low numbers, it's it's a much bigger question of sort of practicality and incentives. And I think, you know, maybe tomorrow it'll happen. You know, of course, there's, there's no way I can say it definitely won't. But I think a lot of Bitcoin Cash people are, are very comfortable, given the current situation, because a lot of the, the SHA-256 hash rate is actually supportive of Bitcoin Cash. And it's everything John said is true. But if I can add one other point is that Bitcoin Cash, uh, a while back, they implemented a 10 block rolling checkpoint. So even if there's a big giant 51% attack, it can never roll the chain back more than 10 blocks. So if any exchange or business, if once they have 10 blocks, that's it. And it doesn't matter if, you know, if BTC was uh, attacking BCH with a million times more hash rate. Once you have 10 blocks, you're, you're done. Okay, the, uh, so the current hash rate doesn't, doesn't tell you much necessarily about uh, the available hash rate on the network. So just be, the current hash rate just tells you, you know, what, what the miners are willing to put towards it right now, given the difficulty of the of mining on the chain. Uh, they don't need to use more hash that's available to them, but it doesn't tell you how much potential hash is available if the difficulty starts to go up because there's a, an attack on the chain. So w whenever you look at the, the current hash rate, I don't think that's a, a useful metric necessarily in determining whether there's actually going to be a 51% attack. And we'll go to Ian. Hi, guys. Nice to meet you.
Um, Hi, Ian. I, I want to go back one second to something um, about the Bitcoin.com wallet with SmartVCH. I think this will be uh, a break the barrier to adoption. For example, in Argentina, you have like 250 businesses that upset BCH. And now you don't have a lot of people with BCH. You have a, a big community, like 500 people, but people doesn't earn BCH, which can be expended in the future. So I think the Bitcoin.com adding smart BCH will allow a new breaks the frontier to adoption. And I think this is this will be big and I will help a lot because you can have ten thousand business, but if no one paying to that business, they will stop to accept in the future. And smart VCH can really help with that. My microphone is on. Yes, yes. Ah. <laughs> we can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the problem when everyone's muted. You don't know <laughs> how to do land. But yeah, no, totally agree with you. Um, um, and um, on this note, I've got to say, um, I'm really tired. I have to go to bed. I have some important meetings tomorrow. Um, so, um, yeah, thanks from me. Um, so I, I, I'm not the host um, of this particular um spaces uh the original the original one um yeah stopped after one hour uh but i was the one that originally uh hosted the space um and i'm gonna uh, post make sure that the recordings um of these are available or certainly on on my twitter i'm guessing we'll be able to see this on rogers too um so for anyone you know you can spread this around for anyone that couldn't be there uh today and i'll also maybe i'll create a poll or something to try and see uh how often um this basis should be organized. I think it's fantastic. Um, I don't want it to be too often because maybe then people get bored and don't, don't turn up. Um, but I think it'd be really awesome if maybe, you know, every two weeks or something like that to start with. Um, but the turnout was much, much larger than I think, uh, I don't know, Roger, how you were thinking it was going to turn out, but, um, uh, I, I wasn't expecting quite so many people. It's really fantastic. So thank you for everyone that came today and uh, and dropped in to listen and i really want to also say there was a couple of uh just you know comments about censorship um i don't believe there was any censorship going on today um from what i understand of sherry she's a uh, really awesome really positive person that speaks to everyone and listens to different points of views and and that's exactly what i want to be part of in this community um these for me um when i'm hosting such events i really want it to be open and positive you know um and not descending into just uh bitching about other cryptos or other people um, and i think in this case it was just there are so many people here and so many people wanting to talk at the same time and and sherry uh you know she, we can only allow 10 people to speak at the same time so um so thank you sherry for for co-hosting that i think you did a great job um and yeah you know we'll try and do better in the future and make sure that everyone that wants to speak can and on that note thank you roger for picking up and creating the second um spaces um yeah and uh, next time i'll make sure that there is no time limit on that so it can just run on as this one did and um, thank you very much everyone and on that note i wish everyone a, a great day or a great sleep depending on where you are in the world yep and i'm, I'm gonna bring it into this too but uh 
ha- not interested in censoring anybody, happy to engage with, you know, BSV or, or, or any other coin uh, in the future as well. And we all saw what happened when, you know, Samson Mao and I were on the stage uh, and there was no censorship there. So more than happy to engage with uh, anybody uh, on anything. But uh, let's all do this again. Let's show the world, hey, Bitcoin Cash is awesome peer-to-peer cash for the entire world. If someone else wants to continue this, they can do it on their own Twitter account. But uh, I'm going to log off at the moment, but happy to participate again at some point in the future. So thank you guys all so much for spreading. Oh, Mike Belch from BitGo. How can we end it right now when he's here? So, uh, Mike, thank you for joining. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's never going to end. It's never <laughs> going to end, but I'm going to end it for me now. I, I really need to go to bed. I have a big day tomorrow. Yeah, and just to a reminder as well to everyone in the room, up in the nest, we've got the conference um, on the 22nd of november sorry on the 12th to the 13th of november so that's up in the nest for anyone who wants to click on that yeah for those that don't know mike belsh is the founder of bitgo one of the biggest custody uh, custody solutions in the in the world for crypto stuff uh i think galaxy uh, acquired them a little while ago but uh anyhow another just awesome uh guy it was a fan of big blocks uh, and he saw the censorship and he's been through the whole space and just uh, an awesome engineer all the way around so i i feel bad to call an end to this when uh, right when mike joined but uh I have to go to bed. So thank you all. Good, good night. Good night, everyone. Thank you, Roger. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good seeing you. <laughs>